0: He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now.
1: All right, we had a little false start there. That happens. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's Thursday, which is our Friday. Those of you here for the first time are like, what the hell is he talking about? This is the last full show of the week. We do have Coin Club tomorrow we hope you'll join us i'll talk more about that later lots to get into today man we have a ton to cover as usual around these parts i mean we better right we're going to be here for three hours but we've got biden who's back at the beach we've got tucker carlson who sat down with Devin archer joe's friend trudeau just might be gay pretty sure he is (laughs) you know you are justin (laughs) everything is changing in africa we've talked about africa two times this week so far maybe three we're doing it again today because there's more changes in africa things are changing they're happening fast they're also not just exclusive to africa because things are changing in the middle east we've got chaos popping up all over the world you need to know about it we're going to talk about it coming up in the show today speaking of stuff going on around the world you've got BRICS that is expanding I'm not talking about Bricks is in a, a masonry product. I'm talking about a coalition known as BRICS. It is expanding, and it has consequences for the United States dollar. It has consequences for strategic relationships. Lots of stuff. We'll talk about that today too. Speaking of the U.S., the the U.S. credit rating is down. No one's talking about it. Turns out, binomics is not working. Shocker. No and way. <laughs> it's Thursday, so we're gonna do. That's meme tastic. Plenty of other stories to get to as well. But real quick, guys, speaking of stories, Fed Now and Biden's digital dollar started on July 1st of 2023. It's a phased rollout. It is coming. We keep telling you, don't get caught off guard. Don't get bamboozled into falling for this, thinking it's convenient or whatever. It is all going to be bad for your freedoms, but it's also going to be really bad for your 401k, your savings, your IRAs, all of that. You've worked hard for it don't lose it. The good news is there's a way to opt out of the digital dollar just in time. You can do so with an entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth. Call the number 1833 the number 2 USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465. You can also go to protectfrombiden.com. This guide and our friends over there at American Alternative Assets we will show you everything you need to do to transfer your funds, protect your hard-earned savings. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Again, call 833-287-2465. So after taking a wrecking ball to the economy, the energy sector, the military, and the judicial system, Joe and his Horish battle-axe wife took time off from their scorched-earth policies that are meant to destroy America, and they took some time to relax at the beach. We'll play some B-roll here. You can see them. Nothing says confidence in a leader when the spouse has to take away his phone and show him how to use it, which is which is what happens here in a second. But, uh, I mean, honestly, you think about this. You see all the footage because he's there for 10 days. Reminder you guys, this is not another one of his weekend vacations. This is two weekends with the entire work week in between. You uh, imagine being the secret service dudes out in the hot sun protecting him at the beach. There's nothing high speed about this. You 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 fought it's hard to get into those positions. You went through the training, you're doing all of that. Look and, at those poor saps down there. I know, but uh-huh. and now and now you're 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 watching a geriatric pervert trying not to have a bathroom accident in public on the beach. These, these guys are stereotypical corrupt, morally bankrupt Democrats. Their hatred, not the Secret Service, the, the Bidens who were on the beach there, their hatred for America and its citizens is obvious. Again, look at, you know, you, you stop back for a second, step back for a second, and you look at all that's happening in D.C., the Trump stuff, <clears throat> all the stuff that we're going to talk about overseas, super important stuff, everything that's happening with, with his family and. In the investigation, obviously, one reason he's there. But as the world is crumbling, you see all these pictures of him just lounging, you know, bareback in the sun like, bro, there's kind of some important things happening right now. I get it. Everyone needs a break. You've been on a break 40 percent of the time in office. And right now there's a ton going on. It's just it's 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 a remarkable slap in the face. And, And most people aren't taking it that way. No, not at all. It it's truly is remarkable that he can sit there,
2: sitting on the beach, and not have a care in the world while we're, we're witnessing a, a huge, uh, shall we say, reset of the way that the planet is organized with different countries and their relationships, and at the same time, the United States dollar is crumbling, our credit rating is going down he, his weaponized DOJ just arrested his, uh, his primary rival yeah. uh, for the presidency. He, he's embroiled in a, in a pay-to-play scheme with, with his son, uh, who the son is selling the brand. It right. just so happens to call up his dad during business meetings. And the star witness has been testifying behind closed doors which is also very much bullshit to me behind closed doors give me a break man
1: yeah absolutely well let's talk about that witness because there was plenty and we're going to talk more about Devin archer after the the break here in a little bit too but but let's let's talk about him for a second before we get to tucker who sat down with him because there's all this conversation about i didn't ever have any access to, or uh any conversations about this all been proven to be bullshit um but but Joe and or his office sent a letter, and he's never been accused uh, of being an intellectual or even having a medium IQ. So it comes as no surprise that he, he, first of all, sent a letter and had correspondence with Devin Archer, but also that he misspelled Devin's name on the letter. It's, it, it, and what's funny is we don't have the full, but if you look at, you know, the, uh, you have the formal Devin Archer with the address above, and it's spelled right up there. So you've also got a key. To how it's supposed to be spelled. <laughs> then you get down to the deer part and and spell it wrong. But but he sent this letter. I apologize for n- not getting a chance to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President Who. Remember, he's always bragging about how Barack didn't spend time with Hu Jintao. I I did. It was me. I had to we had to be the guy. But I hope you get a chance to I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed the lunch. Thanks for coming. Sincerely, Joe. Uh, happy you guys are together the note says down there at the bottom in in penmanship so for some of you guys are again are going to say well joe didn't didn't type it it's just a typo he didn't do it it's not a big deal okay fine blame the assistant but but for one screwing up little details like names is 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 indicative of how poorly managed his staff is was then still is now but also he's sending a letter to devon archer like, I, I don't think we should skip over that.
2: apologizing for not having time to talk to him right. and acknowledging that he and his son are working together. So this whole ruse that Joe Biden had no idea of hunter's Hunter's business dealings
1: is is a complete fallacy. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. and and the more people talk who are close to the deal, close to Hunter's dealing, James' dealing, it, it just becomes clear; it becomes evident that that's what that's what's happening. That you, you just—it's. I don't know how you. Obviously, everyone's like, "Oh, you're looking at this the wrong way." I don't know how you look at it any other way. the The evidence is overwhelming. It's it's overwhelming, and and tells a story. And the story is Joe Biden has been peddling influence, building the brand, selling the brand, and they're all making big time money. We're going to talk more about it um, after the break because Tucker Carlson on one of his cool sets sat down with Devin Archer, sat down with Devin Archer, talked about all of this. We'll get some more information before we do that, though, we're going to get to question of the day and we're going to have it be a little less serious today. Although you can say it's not politics, it's not news adjacent, so it's not serious. I, I would argue this might be more serious. And the question is this. Do you prefer cake or pie?
3: That's you're, a serious question.
1: You're going to something, maybe you're going to 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 have have lunch with Joe Biden like Devin Archer was. At the end, do you want cake or pie? Maybe you're going to your grandmother's house, you're going to your kids kids party, whatever. It's your own birthday party. What are you choosing? Do you want pie? Or do you want cake? I want to know your answers. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on this one. <clears throat> but we'll get to it. We'll get to your answers. We'll get to our answers. We'll get to Tucker's interview with Devin Archer. That's all coming up after the break.
0: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. Act
4: swiftly, 833-287-2465. All
1: right, welcome back. The question of the day, I mean, we're talking civil war, regional war in Africa later, potential nuclear war, just with Europe and then eventually, you know, out east. But we might start a war here with this question in the chat, because the question was what do you prefer? What are you choosing? Cake or pie? Shell came in pretty quick. Cake says, I have spoken, and she has. By the way, check out Shell Shock tonight on Twitter Spaces, X Spaces, whatever the hell you want to call it. 8 p.m. Eastern. Boone Cutler going to be there with Shell and Cat, uh, as well as several others from from RVM Network uh, and some other just great Americans that you'll meet there. So check that out. 8 p.m. tonight. Um, D Hunter just says yes. yes. <laughs> Put your hands together. <laughs> I like it. Barb, cake, carrot cake, to be specific. I do like a cream cheese frosting. That was my dad's favorite cake. So it's a good cake. It, yeah. It's an underrated cake. It really is, especially if it's if it's nice and moist. Andy says cake. If it's Texas sheet cake, pie. If it's fruit, apple, cherry, or peach. Okay, and then and then and then Andy's commenting on his own comment. No. Oh, carrot cake with cream cheese frosting is a good choice, Barb. Um, yeah. I keep sending the answers in. We'll hit some of the other platforms here in a second. Tom, I'm dying to know what are you going with. Well, before I give you my answer, I'm gonna give an answer to
2: the question. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my favorites with pie. Key lime pie, of course, mm. is my favorite type of pie. Red velvet cake is my favorite type of cake okay do you do cream cheese frosting on red velvet of course okay. yeah and the best red velvet cake that i've ever had in my life is sylvia's in harlem best key lime pie that i've ever had is blue heaven and key west and so if i have to choose between the two i'm going key lime pie blue heaven key west
1: okay okay i like i like the added commentary there <laughs> that was good
3: this is a hard one it's like you know it's all where are we going to to quote Jim Gaffigan you know put candles in a cake happy birthday put candles in a pie someone's drunk in the kitchen but there's times I ask for a pie on my birthday like a key lime pie Dutch apple I don't it's so hard I don't I'm gonna need you to pick one I'm gonna go with pie okay it's going with pie going with my gut okay and which
1: is where it's going yeah exactly I mean (laughs) really you should trust your gut in this situation so Andy came back. Andy's saying cake. Ginger cake. dragon heart beer. I, I respect that. Um depends on the temperature outside, says Foster. Cake is lighter. Pie with ice cream is great on a hot day. Mm. Yes. Um mm. Carolyn, g- glad that you're back here. Sorry that you've been uh you've been dealing some stuff. Cake for uh, for the icing. I love cream cheese icing. She's coming in with. James. And I- ice cream to both says ginger, and that mm-hmm. is a fair point. And true. you know what? I would say.
3: You should. You should. You should add ice cream to most things in your life. That ice cream cake that Tom got for your birthday? the That was, the, so, that was so good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I talked
1: about it for days at home. I did. I got I, to the point where my kids were like, are you going to bring one or are you just going to keep talking? About it? <laughs> um, I, I, here's the deal. I love both. I'm a very happy camper if you give me both. Uh, either one. I'm a very happy camper if you give me both. But I I kind of think I'm going to go with like most of the time traditionally speaking I'll do cake for birthdays like even mine like so my I, growing up my grand my one grandfather his birthday was the 4th I was the 3rd we would do a joint cake and he liked homemade pound cake with a a whipped frosting and then strawberries and blueberries on it and it was a flag Ooh, cake Yeah, okay so now I do that too and it's delightful I love pound cake pound cake's great I love that one um that one that one in particular my wife's a pastry chef, so she makes really good cakes. Um
3: I've had one of her cupcakes and it was the I never want to have another cupcake ever again. <laughs> she
1: knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She can make good pies too, but particularly cakes. But I think I'm going pie because my mama, my mama makes a good pie. She does. Every pie she makes is the best pie. And, and every time we bring it up on the show,
3: she ends up making us one. Yeah. So, so hopefully she's so hopefully she's listening today. She's
1: usually does, does she listen- like that lattice over the top of it. Like you see in uh, for some cartoons? Yeah. Oh. For some. I love that. My, my wife will do that. My wife makes them very, very decorative. Um, but, but, and my, it's not to say my mom can't, my mom makes very pretty ones too, but some of hers are just like, it doesn't matter. They're just so freaking good. Um, <laughs> So I think I'm going that way. I think, uh, and I think if I had to choose, you know what I would choose. And no one's gonna see this coming. You probably do. I, I know. I, I think I do. I'm going rhubarb pie. Yep. <laughs> because Mama's rhubarb pie is the best.
3: Every time I've had pie with you, it's been rhubarb.
1: Yeah, so. it's good. But her blueberry is good. Her strawberries good. Her her uh, um, banana cream is good. Of course, her apples good. Her blueberry's is different than most blueberry. Her blueberry pie. You'd kill someone over. I
3: think we just stop the show and leave and go get some pie and I'll, cake.
1: I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll text my mom and
3: say we're coming. Uh, Put it in the oven. I feel like I'm stuck in a Mark Twain
2: novel with you two. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn talking about their mom's homemade pie <laughs> before they go see Injun Joe. <laughs>
3: Maybe. Well,
1: if it, hey, if it involves pie, then yes, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, okay, some people having some issues with rumble. I, I apologize. We can't fix anything about that.
3: Um, we were having issues, too, just to see if the stream if was we started, going. So.
1: Sometime, you know, you could go out and then come back in um, and see if that helps. Ginger says it's better now. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. I don't think it's your computer, Barb. Okay, for those coming in, the question was cake or pie. you got to choose one. We've given you our answers. Many of you have as well. But let's continue on here. Excuse me. Um, we've got Devin Archer who sat down with Tucker Carlson. They had a they had a discussion about about everything that's been going on here. Let's, it's a long clip. We're not going to show the whole thing, but let's start it and then uh, and then we'll discuss.
5: So you worked with Hunter Biden in a bunch of different businesses. Um, What were the skills, the specific skills that he brought to clients?
6: Well, at the end of the day, he, you know, he had a career in Washington, uh, graduated Yale Law School and had a very big network in in D.C. and brought that know-how and understanding of D.C. and ultimately the Biden brand. The know-how. So as far as I could tell, he wasn't doing legal work. Correct. He wasn't in the counsel's
5: office at Burisma, right? No, no. So the the network and the Biden brand sounds like the the kind of key component of absolutely what yeah. he was bringing. Yep. Um, do you think that he would have been in those businesses not having a business background without his father being in a government position?
6: It's hard to speculate in in those regards. I mean, yeah. I think when we initially met and uh, and he talked about his advisory business, his business that needed to transition from lobbying to advisory and the interest in private equity. It seemed, uh, you know, it seemed like a new and interesting network for us to expand our business. Um, Whether he could have, you know, been in that position, it's it's hard for me to speculate. But obviously, the brand of Biden, you know, adds a lot of power when you're dad's vice president. For
5: sure. And there was a time maybe 10 years ago when private equity, maybe like AI now, was just one of those terms people were throwing out, I'm in private equity. Right. But the mechanics, having done it, coming right. from a business background yourself, are kind of complex. Absolutely. Right?
6: absolutely, Yeah. No, it's a complex business. Um, it takes years of training. But again, they're, the initial idea around the business is they were going to provide you know, the government insight and an additional network to raise capital and then you know, deal with regulatory issues that you might have at the corporate level. Right. D- regulatory
5: issues. Exactly. Okay, so that would be more his area. That would be his space. Right. But d- did he have a, a sophisticated understanding of regulation, do you think? Um,
6: I think that he led a team that had had a, had a sophisticated... <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> because <laughs> I lived in Washington a long time around a lot of regulation. Also a very
6: complex area. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's, the, you know, you got to be an expert in knowing the guy. And he was the guy that was the expert in knowing the guy. He was an expert in knowing the guy. Right. And who was the guy he knew? Uh, well, he knew a lot of people, but obviously yeah. there was some familiar, you know, some, his brother, his father, uh, yeah. uh some of his, his, father's siblings. So he, he knew a lot of people. And, and obviously I know you're pointing to, you know, the father being the key relationship. That's well, true. no, I, I'm just trying to get a sense of like Washington's not a
5: money town, right? You know, people don't, aren't in business in Washington for the right. most part. And most people don't have business skills that I have noticed in 30 years of living there. Um, so really the business of Washington is, is selling access. That's what it looked like to me, not just under Biden, but like,
6: yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, I think that's the, one of the like core misconceptions. I mean, it seems like when I, you know, understanding a regulatory environment means selling access at the end of the day. That's how I interpret it. And I think that's how most people on, you know, in wall street, whether they admit it or not, interpret it. Yeah. So we're going to, we've got a
5: complex business that intersects with
6: government. We need a guy who knows it. Right. How do I, you know, deal with getting a guy a visa?
1: Interesting conversation continues on, um, but it is it's selling access, and to some, if you're not paying attention, defi, 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 <laughs> DC influence peddling can be subtle. It, it, it can, but that that's what's going that's what's going on. The art and the art of the flex is letting the person you're doing business with know how much power you have to fast track something, get around a law. Or some sort of regulation. It, 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 and, and that's what, as, as Devin is saying there, and as, as Tucker's saying, and it's a lot of people know if they've been paying attention and or been in, involved or seen there or lived there, that that's, that's kind of how things work in D.C. That's 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 just the game. That's how the game is played. So for them to say, this is this is no big deal. Sending a letter. Saying hi on speakerphone. Yes, it is because that is the game. If if it was a, a one-off thing and you couldn't really determine what it was about, maybe you'd have a leg to stand on. But that's literally how influence is peddled. That's how access is given. Uh, th- this 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 whole story again. It's it's. It, I, I'm 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 confused on how people don't see this for what it is. As I was saying earlier in the show.
2: Well, I think a lot of times people get confused by the story because we can all relate to it on some sort of level, even though I'm not you were not talking about the, the presidency or anybody having to do with government. But just on our own personal level, I call you and I say, Drew, I'm new to the area. I, I need a mechanic. And you go, I got a guy. His name is so and so, give him a call. He's worked on my cars. So, having that is everybody's baseline for a lot of people, especially Democrats, are just like, this is no big deal. It's just networking. But the difference is you get to a point where you're in business and w- with a company and you're doing business overseas and you're leveraging your dad's job with the person you're doing business with overseas because your dad has six ways to Sunday to quote Chuck Schumer to screw them. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. It's not this simple. Oh, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a house painter. Oh, I got a guy. That's not it. It's if I, if my son doesn't get what he wants, I will devastate your country. That is a huge
1: flex right there. Right No, Absolutely. and. And and in the one case, he's on camera, boasting about how he did that. I mean, this this is, <clears throat> which is totally ridiculous because if you if he tra- tracked that
2: timeline, Hunter Biden goes to an emergency <laughs> meeting in Dubai. Joe, he gets his dad on the phone. They discuss what this uh, Victor Shokin, the the investigator who's investigating Burisma. The next day, Joe is in Ukraine and delivers his famous line about you need to fire that guy or else you're not getting the billion dollars. So that's the type of influence peddling that is what everybody is talking about and should be fixated on. The fact that you're able to use your position within your family to get things done that the normal average person can't do. Yeah.
1: Well, and think about it when you when you talk about just access, how DC is an access town, and that's what's sold there. Not, it's not a it's not a business. No, no one in government does. Ha- they're not. Well, I guess they're not business savvy in the traditional sense. They're they're taking care of themselves savvy, sure. But you look at all of these people and all of their bank accounts and it's like none of you make much money and yet all of you are super wealthy and i mean it's it's such a shady town it just is and then you've got someone who was vp at the time now president on the highest level the second most powerful at the time now the most powerful finger parents person in the world at least by title and and you see what they can do with this and how things can change it it's there it is so broken and corrupt there. it's just beyond repair. it really is. You got freaking Pelosi worth almost 200 fucking million dollars. <laughs> like what I know Paul's there and his gay lovers probably put some money in the pot too and his, his, his firm. but but all these people are so well off and the only way they can be is is insider trading and selling access. Exactly. And according
2: to records, Nancy Pelosi is the world's greatest investor that has ever walked the planet.
1: <laughs> yes. Easy when you've got the the cheat code. Easy when you've gone uh, 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 ahead in time and gotten the, the, the bet book and then gone back in the DeLorean to do that. But uh, let's do this. We're going to take a break. We're, we're going to talk on the other side about how Trudeau's gay. I think he is. It seems that way. I think that's the next news that's going to break. We'll talk about it after the
0: break. Stay with us. Get more of Drew. And this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com club.com
7: Moms and Dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud.
1: to our friends up north. (laughs) America's hat. America's hat. The worst kept secret on the planet, other than the fact that Lindsey Graham is gay, is that Castro's Canadian baby is a swashbuckling butt pirate who loves wearing (laughs) blackface. Justine, as we'll call him, and his wife of 18 years are divorcing because she's worried about contacting monkeypox. I don't know if that's true for sure, but honestly, I'd be worried if I was her. Married to Justin. Check out, I mean, just look at, check out this awkward interaction between the two lovebirds.
3: Oh, I didn't realize it was that. Hang on, sorry. Let's play that again. Let's let's do it
1: again. Sorry. Do it again. Take two. There we go.
4: Wow. She She's scrolled scrolled as cold as ice. by
2: him. <laughs> she hates him like poison. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's,
1: let's just go in slow-mo at the end there yep. and capture that face. Because that's the face of a woman who, who loathes her husband because he's putting it in other men. The immediate turn away. Oh, that's rough, bro. I mean, they there's about to be a shortage of animal birthing lubricant in Canada now that Justin is out of the closet. And I guarantee you Lady Graham is blowing up Justine's DMs. It's obvious he's not comfortable kissing chicks, and it's obvious that, as Tom said, she hates his guts. Her body language said a lot there. She turned her head so fast she almost got whiplash. One Jules. rumor floating around is that Justine has been having an affair with French Prime Minister Emmanuel Macron, which is delicious on so many levels. <laughs> also, Obama will be making a trip to Ottawa very soon for a rough railing session with Justine. We've just we're speculating at this point. But you got any other ones? These are great. <laughs> but I mean, this look, this guy. First of all, this guy is a dictatorial douchebag. He, Gavin Newsom, several others in their own respects, but all with some similarities. He, he just is, but <clears throat> he comes off that way, like this. And we are. Look, we're speculating that this is the reason for their divorce. I think we feel pretty confident that Trudeau's gay, but. But this, it kind of just makes sense, right? I mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it'll be announced. I don't think he's going to be like, I'm gay. He might, but. No, if he doesn't come up—well, first of
2: all, there's a couple of things that that are a tip-off for me. One, the way he sits. There was a a picture that was posted a couple of days ago with his legs, like, locked together like a prim and proper woman from, like, the Victorian age, which is like, oh, that's kind of weird. He's also very fastidious. He points with his pinky, and if he doesn't come out of the closet now— I guarantee you <laughs> he'll start dating an Asian chick. And once that happens, as soon as he brings up an <laughs> Asian chick, he's going to come out and Tom switch teams. Tom is so committed to this <laughs> theory. Yes, he is. So committed to this theory. That's because every friend that I've had that I've known for a long time is gay who refuses to believe that it, or come out of the closet at the end, right before they come out, they always date an Asian chick. And then as soon as that breakup is over with, they're like, I've always been gay. It's like, no
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 um, do they, I mean, it, ten, typically not always. There's, there's examples in, in, a, in a lot of instances that prove what I'm about to say wrong, but typically a little bit lighter in the loafers if, if you're, if that's your lifestyle, right? Do you still have to fight the father? I mean, could they beat the father in a like a sword duel for Is that not done anymore? I don't think so, but I think that would be a deal breaker. I mean, it the last I saw it was gleaming the cube. With Christian Slater. That was a good film, was yeah. it? Like 89? <laughs> I'll look it up. It's been a while been a while really not even a a a great film 1989 yeah it was
3: about skateboarding for for the love of Tony Hawk was in it he was yeah
1: he was but there's
2: been other videos for over the past three years that have been released that have shown just how icy this relationship has been there was one I can't remember it was but it was a formal occasion and they're walking together and they're holding hands and he goes just smile and she's like (laughs) <laughs> like that, and there's another where they're both getting vaccinated, and he goes to hold her hand, and she's like, and he's like, what? And she's like, you could, I could, I couldn't tell what she was saying, but she wasn't pleased that he was trying to hold her
1: hand. Well, I mean, honestly, even if he wasn't gay, okay, it seems like you are, Justin. Uh, it's just time to to own up to that. But even if he wasn't, he's just honestly a very, I mean, he's very Broadway cowboyish. He's not strong. He's not manly but he also thinks that he's got something to bring to the world. And those people are the worst. If you think you're something, but you're not, and, and you're smug and arrogant like he is, like I, I can't imagine b- being around him. He's, he just doesn't seem like a person that's bearable to be around. So yeah, h- how this whole thing started in the beginning, was it a business proposition? Here, here's the game plan. Here's what we're doing. Or is it something where he just over time got soured because the World Economic Forum and all these people all around love him and they're pushing him. And he's the prime example of the kind of leader that we need. And and he's gotten out of control. I don't know. I, but, but regardless, I, I can't imagine having to be around him.
2: Yeah, he just seems like an insufferable bore that he's got the way he likes to do his things. He likes his coffee at a certain time. He likes to have his clothing set out the night before. Just so many little idiosyncrasies that he has I, and i don't know this for sure but he just seems like the type type of person that it has so much idiosyncratic behavior that would drive your spouse insane
1: yeah yeah lots of conversation about the newsome stuff and some Desantis stuff in there it's uh that we're going to talk we're going to talk newsome later on in the show so we'll, we'll we'll touch on that you guys can keep talking about it we're going to touch on that later though by, by the way, uh, everyone's saying how that was a cringe cringe kiss and cringe pull away. I don't know if that's the right term that we're going for here. But Shell said, I don't spit. It's rude, but I'd totally spit after that kiss. <laughs> yeah. She,
2: you know, she received that kiss as if she was like, I know where that mouth has been, and the fact that I had to touch those lips is getting, making me want to vomit right now.
1: Yeah. That's what it looked like to me.
3: At the beginning of the clip, do you hear someone say, "Can you give us a kiss?" Is that what is that what is said or no?
1: There was some sort of prompting going on there. Clearly, it was not natural. I don't think he wanted to do it either. No, it's just it was an all around rough situation for everyone. Us watching it, the the photographer who was there, the videographer doing that. um, Not good, man. Not good at all. Okay, let's take a uh let's take a break. We're going to talk about the Boston mayor next. You're like, "Why are we talking about Boston?" Cuz we like seafood. No, that's not why we're talking about Boston. We're talking about Boston because she has banned fossil fuels for new construction products in the city. We'll explain more about it, but it's it's ridiculous. So, we're going to talk about it. That's what we do. We enter into the world of ridiculousness around here. We're going to change the name of the show we can't use that because it's been used somewhere else there's but a show
3: gonna... on mtv yeah yeah
1: but anyways we'll talk about it after the break stay with us
0: attention americans breaking news biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway don't be fooled it won't benefit you take action now the Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy Government's new digital dollar. Visit ProtectFromBiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's ProtectFromBiden.com. Looking for a great gift for lovers of freedom? We have you covered with this 2024 edition Trump for President coin. Show your support with this limited edition coin, normally $29.99, but for a limited time, you can get yours for just $19.99 plus free shipping. This is a great collector's coin for fans of President Trump and those that want to show their support for our great president. Each coin is made in the USA, is an authentic US JFK half dollar, and showcased in an acrylic coin capsule. Collectibles like this this only increase in value, often to hundreds of dollars per coin. So get yours now for 19.99 plus free shipping at trumpcoinsavings.com. Again, that's trumpcoinsavings.com to secure this limited offer.
1: There's some great commentary going on still about Justin Trudeau. Uh, his breath probably smells like crap. That kiss reminds me of a Dave and Alan Co. song. Um, there's, some, there's some other great commentary going on there, but let's, pan- let's transition to the Northeast here in the United States of America because you've got Boston's mayor Chop Suey or Michelle Wu, whatever her name was, who has is, who is banned fossil fuels in new construction projects. In the latest push for her Green New Deal, Boston Mayor Bok Choi signed an executive order that prohibits city-owned buildings from being constructed or renovated in a way that allows for the use of fossil fuels, which is just absurd to even think about. The order, which went into effect after it was signed on Monday afternoon, is part of the mayor's larger effort to implement a similar ban on new residential buildings, her office said, a plan that has pissed off real estate groups. Shocker. Mayor Chow Main said at a city hall press conference. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, there's just, there's so many good names. But no, she said, we don't want round-eye-making building. that a propane, have propane. No dinosaur poop. (laughs) Is that that what she said? (laughs) I think it was something like that. Anyways we'll be off the air <laughs> Let's call it five five minutes or so here. Well that's part next is the, next the best part is how red you are right now. That's the best part. <laughs> No, just kidding. The actual quote, the actual quote from Fu Young was the following, <laughs> this executive order is a long time coming. It is dealing with what is fully within the city's control in terms of public buildings that will be newly built or undergoing a major reconstruction
8: <laughs> and renovation,
1: and committing that they will be fossil fuel free. Boston's new Green Deal director Oliver Sellers Garcia, see, we've got a different name there, said these municipal buildings will be constructed or renovated in a way that doesn't allow for the use of fossil fuels like coal. <laughs> uh,
8: I, can't, I can't help because
1: yeah, I see laughter over there. This is all Disco's fault. Um, but anyways, they're, they're pushing for this and you've got munici- uh, municipal, excuse me, emissions that constitute 2.3 percent of all Boston's carbon emissions. Um, that constitute that that much, 2.3 percent, and more than 70 percent of the city's emissions are from buildings. That's according to the mayor's office. But I, I mean, think about this: how, how much? Let's just start off with this question: How much strain is going to be put on Boston's power grid because of this? I'm sure they haven't thought about that, but but probably probably a a big deal, right? There's never any forethought with with Democrats' views, policies, strategies, particularly when it comes to all this Green New Deal bullshit. But hey, right. <laughs> have you have you thought about a couple things that might come into play here? Just we're gonna outlaw coal-fired power plants.
2: Okay, well, how's that gonna work if we're building new office buildings that don't have any you you can't use any propane you can't use any natural gas to heat it so now you're shutting down power plants because you've stopped the production of coal-fired power plants so the power plants that you do have are going to get an unbelievable amount of new stress put on them by trying to outfit these buildings with electricity it just it seems like the democrats are always putting the cart before the horse and we've talked about this before I love innovation and technology, but it seems to me that innovation has to come first before the policy comes first. And with Democrats, the policy always comes first before the innovation happens. Right. Exactly. It,
1: it, there is. There's, there, there's a time and place. There's certain things that they push that are change and innovations that are, are not good and, and are going to lead to bad things. But some of this stuff is, is like, OK, that would be fine if— if and when we are in fact ready for it, you're just not here, and you you've got you've got Bostonians. Is that we I don't know? Is it Bostonians? Boston, yeah. That are going to suffer from. You have office buildings in Boston. They're going to get really cold and really hot and really hot. You're going to you're going to be ebbing and flow. I mean, bring just bring a duffel bag with lots of different kinds of layers. You're going to go from bathing suit to like a snowmobile suit. You're gonna you just got to have everything from there and then everything. In between, but it, it's let, let's test this out, right? Sure,
2: You've- let, let's go back to 1778 I and mean, start, or even before that, let's go to 1770 and start and have Boston start constructing buildings like they did when the first colonists set up in Boston and have the buildings like that because there were totally green buildings, there was no <laughs> AC, no heat, no nothing. Just, just go back to that. Let's see how that works out for you. And if it works out well, then maybe the rest of us will follow suit. Yeah. But it, it seems like Democrats, with their ideas of for to like work on climate change and reduce carbon emissions and everything, is always to regress how we've advanced as a civilization. And, and the regression always takes place at the expense of, of your average joe it never takes place at the expense of the elites so they're going to say all right we're going to build all these buildings they're going to be just like they were in 1770 they're going to be the log cabin style yeah. we're going to have a coal or f- uh, a wood furnace in there for heat and good luck to you while the rest of us are still going to have some nice ac in our high-rise office building
3: yeah yeah
1: i <laughs> Which, which by the way the cabin thing sounds great if that's your cabin and, and and a fun escape to get away from all the noise and the chaos not when it's forced on you not when that's when that's the situation there but here's here th- th- this is not going to work it's re- it's just not going to work because as you said we've we've been saying here you're not there you're not you're not at that point where you can handle this in terms of infrastructure in terms of the power grid being able to support this so when it does fail, who takes the blame here? The citizens, because they're using too much electricity, <laughs> right? I mean, you set up this program, you don't think it through, you, you you soundboard it, you don't maybe soundboarding is not the right way to say it, but you white you whiteboard it, but you don't you don't get past the initial steps, but you go ahead and give it a green light anyways. No, no. Again, no forethought with with what they talk about and what they're what they're doing. And then this happens. And the only the only they never take the blame for themselves. No, they're going to say what we're going to have to do now
2: is that our power grid is stretched so thin that we're going to monitor the amount of electricity that you use so we can maintain the electric flow inside our municipal buildings. Bingo. So you citizen Bostonian, you're the reason why we can't have nice things because for some reason you want to use electricity and you can't because as far as the collective goes, we need you to rethink
1: the way you do things
2: when it comes to your energy consumption.
1: Yeah. And, And more control is given to them and thus that cycle continues. It's great. It's like some of the other plans with... With, with what they're talking about, S- some in proposals, some that's, that's getting pushed forward. You've got this that's actually happening in Boston. You've got the you can't use natural gas in new construction buildings in New York, some of these things that are going to run into all sorts of issues, cause all sorts of problems. May, may, maybe in some instances it works out for, for, the, for the radical left and, and getting their power that they love so much. You you talk about all that. I remember mean, remember when um, I don't know if it was the original Green New Deal or one of the other versions of it. There's been so many discussions, and it all just kind of blends together now. But they wanted to redo, basically redo every building and key components of every building in America. <laughs> it's like, no, bro, that's not gonna work. That's not happening. Who's who the hell's paying for that? Don't worry, and uh, you know the answer is we got it covered. Like no, you don't. Like the you, you there there it it comes back down to even like their everything's free we just want free education for everyone that's all we want which is not all they want they want way more than that but we just want free education for that it's but it's not it's not free how are you we can't we can't continue this conversation until you understand that it's not free we can't talk about doing all these things until you understand how that actually looks what's your implementation plan is the infrastructure ready for that is the in the case of boston is the power grid ready for that is how are you going to do all of this? Electric vehicles are okay. You want everyone to have electric vehicles. Guess what? First and foremost, fossil fuels are still a part of that process. Second, we're we're not established and ready for this. We've was it California? Forty percent of their stations were down and weren't even functioning. Yeah. You've got long ass lines to even get. Char- it does. It just doesn't make sense. If you were making a pamphlet that shared the, the true statistics. About what you're going to experience as an electric vehicle car owner, not just the save energy, save time, save this. Not not the bullet points that, but like actual bullet points. Like if the Democrats told the truth, but of course they never do. It. No one would go down that path. They they would at least say, I'm I'm kind of interested. I'm a little, I'm a little reticent right now. I'm gonna wait and see until things are more established and better. But they're going to continue to shove this shit through and and the, and the people are going to pay the price and as you were saying earlier we were talking about earlier when it doesn't work the citizens will pay the piper
2: they'll be blamed for yeah. it and the the squeeze will be on you know what we're we're going to monitor how much your electric consumption is and make sure that you don't go over your limit because we're all in this together now mask up you stupid peasant and wait in line for your next jab yeah
1: that's coming, too. I, I'm, I'm concerned. Uh, okay. We've got a lot to talk about overseas in the second hour today. I mean, a lot. We're going to touch on Syria and Iran, who issued an ultimatum to the United States. We're going to go back to Niger. Again, we're going back to Niger in Africa because things have spiraled further out of control in, in the last 24 hours. We're going to talk about BRICS. In this section, this this hour, we're also going to button up this hour by talking about Newsom and some periphery stories that relate to him. Lots that we're going to get to here. Going to send some commercials your way. Stay with us, please. Hit that like button, by the way, as you're coming in, and then we'll get into all of this stuff right after the break.
0: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
9: when i met my husband chuck he was famous for doing things like this now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun and since we live on a ranch he's up at sunrise doing things like this isn't that right honey that's right he's stronger can work out longer keeps up on his ranch chores and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids I've
5: made just one change I still feel like I'm in my 50s
9: I've started doing this too and I've never felt better I feel 10 years younger and my body looks leaner and I have energy all day Chuck made a video that explains everything watch it it'll change the way you think about your health watch this video
0: watch the video you won't believe how simple it is
10: Do you owe ten thousand dollars or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections, and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
4: the most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty.
2: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only
4: $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow,
7: Moms and Dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry, invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave Books will not betray your trust your children and your grandchildren will thank you remember the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave this one's on me Bud.
1: So to the Middle East we go, part of the world I'm rather familiar with. And yesterday you had something that hasn't gotten a whole lot of discussion, at least that I've seen, but I think warrants discussion, particularly as you see all the other you know, foreign policy blunders that's been made by this administration, how everyone's taken advantage of of this administration, but you had Iran and Syria who held a joint press conference to put America on notice about the presence of our military bases in the country, in Syria. Here's what was said, roll the tape.
0: حملات مکرر رژیم صهیونیستی به سرزمین سوریه و تداوم این حملات رو ما سریحا و قویان محکوم میکنیم رژیم صهیونیستی اصلی ترین منبع بی در منطقه به شمار میره خروج فوری نیروهای نظامی و اشغالگر آمریکا از خاک سوریه رو کمکی بزرگ به ثبات و امنیت این منطقه می‌دانیم
9: وتلاحظون أيضا أن الوضع في الشمال السوري ليس على خير ما يمكن أن نصفه فهناك أيضا الجيش التركي الغريب الذي يحتل جزءا من أرضنا ونحن لا نقر بأي عداء بيننا وبين الشعب التركي لكن نريد لأي قوة أجنبية غير مشروعة أن ترحل عن أرضنا
1: You have Syrian Foreign Minister Faisal al-Makdad who stressed that the United States Army, and really beyond it's beyond the Army, it's really U.S. presence, but the U.S. Army should withdraw from Syria before it is forced out. Our country is so weak that we're getting pushed around by so many different countries all at once thanks to Biden and his communist cadre of anti-American henchmen. And, and and what's happening here with with them taking advantage of where we are and Biden and the war machine cranking up apparently everywhere now is you've got another Mideast war being teed up. It's this is a this is a more ominous declaration than maybe it sounds to some people. And and by the way having Iran a huge instigator in the region, the largest state sponsor of terror in the entire world, having Iran at the press conference sends a message of who's going to help Syria push America out. So this, this, is, a, this is a big story. And, 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 and part of the reason it's being forgotten or not talked about is it just happened the other day. That that press conference was earlier in the week. But people forget that we have stuff going on in Syria, so they don't care in the first place, but it's a, it's a, it's a, hot, it, it's a hotbed. The whole region is a hotbed for terror. You, you've got it, uh, just absolute chaos in Syria. Our presence there, some specific and and some good things being done. I'm not, I'm not saying we should take it to the next level, but it looks like things could get taken to the next level for us, with with this ultimatum. That or America bitches out and leaves, which is also not a good thing, but. But it, it would seem to me that this is going to, to escalate in a way that we, we don't want it to. I'm not saying it's going to be the next Iraq or Afghan war. I'm not saying it's not either, <laughs> but, but, but it's not good. And, and, again, we're so bad about discussing as a country. We try and touch on it here and, and, and you know, getting into to how, how these East countries work and terror cells work and stuff like that. We don't go into a lot because, well, that's my jam and that's that's the stuff I knew, knew and did for, for a long, long time. That's not kind of where everyone wants to be. But I will say people should pay attention to press conferences like that one, to tensions heating up between the United States and Syria and Iran there as it pertains to our presence—it's always tense between us and Iran—but as it pertains to our presence in Syria. This is something to pay attention to Yeah
2: And th- this all goes back to, to me it goes back during Obama's Arab Spring that we went through yeah. I mean, Bashar al-Assad was in charge And they were trying to overthrow him And then you had like Dentists and professionals who Were rising up to try and overthrow The government and then you had ISIS and Al-Qaeda join the fight So you had this three way fight going on it was like alright the, these guys who are like the original sort of insurgency guy, these professional—the professionals of the country who are wanting to get Assad out, it's like they, they kind of took a back seat. Then it was right. ISIS and al-Qaeda killing each other, and it was like, well, you know, maybe having a strong man as a dictator in the Middle East isn't that bad, that bad of a deal, keeping the crazies at bay. And so, since then is when you saw the United States starting to intervene there. And even to me, it goes even further back than that. If you believe what uh, former General Wesley Clark said, or I guess he still you still maintain your title, even though you are retired retired. He's general. retired general, yeah. Yeah, Wesley Clark. Clark, when September twentieth, two thousand and one, was pulled aside and says, "Hey, we're going. To, we're going to go invade Iraq, and we're also going to invade Syria." Uh, Uh, Libya, and just went down a list of seven, of seven countries that we were going to go to war with in the next 20 years. So Syria was part of that list. But then when Trump came in office, we still had our bases there to try—after we were going after, what was it, Zarqawi? We dropped a bomb on him. He was the the leader of ISIS. Was that—
1: No, no. It was uh, Abu uh, uh, al-Baghdadi. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my terrorists
1: mixed up. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> bo- bo- both in, in the same region, yeah. Yeah. So it, we had a base there. And then when Trump comes into office, uh, the Syrian government made a deal with the Russians, so you had the Wagner Group that was in Russia, and then Trump bombed the Wagner Group. Remember when we killed yep. a bunch of the Wagner uh, yep. security contractors? So it's a complete mess over there. And I don't see— You know, and you look at Afghanistan and how we pulled out of Afghanistan and left everything behind. I have a feeling that we might do the same thing in Syria or we just might say, "Okay, Syria was on the list. Let's go ahead and start fighting. Yeah. And that'll draw in Russia. They're already there. Depends on what side they throw. They'll probably throw in on the Syrian government side. But, you know, the observation that you made about Iran being with Syria during this press conference and the Syrians saying, they need to leave before they get forced out. That was this guy's th- this country has our back. And if you want to fight with
1: a uh, fight with us is a fight with them. So, yeah, the choice is up to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and look, Iran in a head in a head to head with almost anyone we win. And and of course, that's too with, with Iran as well. But Iran doesn't fuck around there. IRGC cuts force in some of the ways that they do things above board, above board for Iran, meaning you know as a part of their government entity. But then all of the different groups that they have, the terror groups that are under under them, you've got Shia groups all over the region doing stuff on on the at the behest of Iran. So it it, it can get nasty really quick, and it, it 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 does. I mean, it it comes down to then, okay, they say they're going to force this out. I think that they're willing to test that, knowing this administration, uh, because likely we'll bow down and say, here's what's happening. But if we decide we do want to fight, I, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm, I'm pausing on this is because I go back and forth on it. You see, the, you see the war machine spinning up in Ukraine. You see the fact that we just dumped money into Taiwan in advance of what China is likely to do there. You see an opportunity here for conflict and fighting and a surge of troops, oh, you, oh, you fired at us, oh, you attacked our base, oh, you clacked off a suicide bomber at our, at the gate to our base, whatever the case might be, there's an opportunity for something to escalate. And it would seem right now that this particular administration and the military under this administration and organizations under this administration are seizing any opportunity that they can to escalate things. So. So you would think okay this guy's a pussy, you know, our leadership here at home, we're just going to back out. But but everything we're seeing right now is escalate conflict. We're going to talk about Niger again in, in in a few minutes here. Things escalating there. We're we're going to we've got an embassy being evacuated, partially evacuated there as things get spicy. So I t- to me this is knowing how the Middle East works, things would get nasty quick. It's hard to tell who's on whose side. Russia would definitely take Syria's side, but it's hard to tell among the locals and some of the different extremist groups, militia groups, who's 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 where, and it could get nasty fast if if we don't pull out. Which I'm not suggesting we do, by the way. But if if, if Iran and Syria get feisty and start attacking and, and trying to do some other stuff, then it's gonna, it it would get nasty fast. Okay, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's talk about Niger again. Man, didn't think we'd talk about Niger <laughs> at all this year. And here we have pretty much every day this week. But a, there's, there's a new State Department threat that's put out. There's, there's a new line um, that I want to talk about as it pertains to Russia there. Again, Russia and China seeing the strategic value in relationships, the strategic value in minerals, in minerals and materials on the continent of Africa. They're seizing those opportunities. We're losing them, but we've got the embassy being evacuated. We've got a State Department warning. We've got lots going on. There's so many layers to this. We're gonna talk about it after this break.
0: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. Volatile markets. Dial 833 the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now 833 287 2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833 the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. How in the world could such a small group of people with
3: limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening, and it's the power
5: of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't, in some sense, working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company.
7: Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health
3: is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage, and it's occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substance
8: combating this man-made disaster.
1: By the way, Texas Panhandle Patriots said something earlier. I meant to get to you before, Tex. Said if Trump was president, this kind of shit would not be happening. Talking about Syria, Iran, threatening us saying, get out or else. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think what we're about to talk about in Niger, um, probably a similar situation. What we're going to talk about with BRICS later, similar situation. And not just Trump, for for sure Trump. Who, who, by the way, did not get enough credit on foreign policy. One of he, he did a phenomenal job. Some people maybe didn't like how he did it, but a phenomenal job. The world was in check uh, uh, under him. But really just strong leadership, strong leadership. The world expects America to be strong. The world needs America to be strong. And when we lead with a peace through strength model, things tend to work better. When we bend over and take it like Justin Trudeau, it doesn't go as well for anyone. Allies concerned. I mean, the enemies like it. But I, I agree with you, all that to say. I don't think it would have happened, at least not to the extent, because people knew, okay, we don't want to fuck around because then we're going to find out. And and America is the strongest country on the planet. When there's good leadership there, they're going to take care of business. And, and as such... Enemies are kept in check, and allies are are sleeping better at night. Right now, it's just unfortunately the opposite. But we're, we're carrying on with our continuing coverage here of the chaos taking place in West Africa. Again, didn't think we'd be getting into this as much as we are, but it's important. Because Biden has just ordered a partial evacuation of the U.S. embassy in Niger as hopes as he hopes of uh, reversing the, the, the coup that's gone on there. There's a lot that's happened with the coup. There's a lot that's happening— in all of the countries in in the in the the area there and you had blinken <laughs> Anthony Blinken again stupid name it's Anthony your mom got it wrong <laughs> but Anthony Blinken spoke with the deposed president Bazoum yesterday called for his immediate reinstatement but Burkina Faso and Mali have vowed to declare war if forces used to reinstate the ousted leader the US government says key embassy leadership as a part of this evacuation will remain in place. A report says the decision appears aimed at, quote, preventing a chaotic exit from the country. We know a little bit about that. And comes a day after the United States said it has had suspended military cooperation with Niger. These communist shit weasels who are running our country only know how to do chaotic. I mean, this is this is like this is what they do. <laughs> chaotic exits from countries. Letting things crumble and then making the worst possible decisions to exacerbate an already disastrous situation—that's that's where I mean. Enter the Biden administration. Enter Joe and Kamala and General Milley and and their dudes who are into pup play underneath them and and Lloyd Austin. That's that's where they succe- you know excel, succeed, uh, and not really. I, I'm saying that facetiously, of course, but. But this is this is an interesting next stage. And remember, you you see, we're going to have tons more points to make on this. But you see this, and you say, okay, we're just getting rid of some staff, not the leadership right now. We think we can salvage this. Remember who's saying that. Remember, we're not going to have helicopters landing on on rooftops like Saigon. We're not going to have this. What happened 24 hours later? What happened days later? Cue the helicopter. I mean, it was a freaking Hollywood script, y'all. So if I'm that leadership who's left there, who's by the way, you're not in the safest of places. You're not in this. this, You didn't get Paris for this assignment, okay? (laughs) which is also not as as safe as it used to be. But you're in freaking West Africa. And, hey, we're taking everyone out. We're going to leave you and some security personnel. Everything should be fine. Well, we've seen that one, too. Yeah. I know some know some people who have experienced that. Uh, So, but uh, whenever this regime says we want to prevent anything, it means put your tail between your legs and run away as fast as you can, and then have everything go to shit as you do. By the way, so it would not surprise me in the least. Not cheering for it. I love America. I love our people. People who are serving, even if they have different policies. Thanks for serving. Uh, You know, if you're a State Department person, you probably have different policies, and you probably have a cat and. Drink lots of tea and knit, and that's that's fine. We we can all do different things, but it would not surprise me to see those people at state, and some of my former colleagues probably who are there, and, and see this embassy get run over, over overrun. You should, I I should say not run over, but 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 maybe both is 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 appropriate here, and destroyed in the coming weeks because the country's fallen into chaos. And. It's not going to get, based on what we're seeing there, it's not going to get better. So I, it wouldn't shock me at all to see things go sideways. Again, not cheering for it. Hope everyone is safe. But I, I don't anticipate this going well. And I also don't anticipate anyone giving a, a shit about it whatsoever or talking about it. We're probably the only fucking show <laughs> in the world right now talking about Niger. But, but I do think it's important. It's very important, and it reminds me of the Civil
2: War that was going on in 1994 when Charles Taylor was sent into exile, and Liberia turned into utter chaos. And we had the same sort of situation happen with the U.S. Embassy in Monrovia. But the only difference was we did the partial evacuation. Clinton was in office, and at the time, I had a friend of mine who— He still lives over in Nigeria right now, but at the time he was living in Sierra Leone. He was contracted by our government to come down and work as a contractor because the United States was getting ready to have a mass evacuation. It started off as a partial evacuation, but they realized that the situation on the ground was unattainable. So they had to get everybody out of there, but they didn't want to see the embassy overrun and torn to shreds and burnt down like it was in Iran so they hired my friend and uh, there was another security contractor who was a former Delta operator to stay behind at the US embassy and they had a small team of their guys and it was this team of like 10 guys that held up that held off the the throngs of crazies trying to t- trying to breach the embassy grounds and they were successful they were there for a week before they got reinforcements but What the United States at the time was scared of, they didn't want to make it seem like, like we talked about the 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 fall of Saigon with helicopters landing. So they did it. They did the evacuation in stages, so it didn't seem like a mass exodus. Yeah. And then at the end, they had a security detail to be put in place to hold off the embassy from being overrun. But in this situation, I. Iran was totally different because they wanted to take hostages to further embarrass uh, Jimmy Carter. This area of the world is totally different. If you get overrun there, make no mistake about it, they're going to kill you. Yeah. They're not going to take hostages. They're going to chop you to pieces. They're going to string up your body parts all over the city. Somebody's going to use use your fucking head as a hood ornament. Yeah. It's not a pleasant place to be. I've spent a lot of time in that section of the world, and it's a, it's a very it's a very primal place, man. The it's the the guy with the biggest gun is the person who's in charge, and yeah. that's the mentality because again, we're dealing with a tribal area. And tribes are made up of warriors, and warriors fight. That's just—that's ingrained. Right. it's Same thing in the Middle East. Yeah. You used to—all the time that you spent in Afghanistan, you know how tribal it is, you know, with the guys that you're
1: working with. If you've got, uh, you know, a Tajik and a Pashtun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I live in America now where it's the same damn thing. Right. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah. But, 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 but you're right. I mean, that's—it that. It is. It's tribal there, and, and whether it was there or Iraq or wherever— that's that's the makeup and that's how it is and there's blood feuds that go back forever You're like oh they're going to get over that bullshit they are that dude pissed in his lawn 200 years ago and they're going to fight to the death every generation you know here on out like it's it's it it, it, it is and they are try they, i mean at the end of the day if you were in their situation you would you would do the same thing but I, but they're animals they they do things that you can't put on movies in America because they could never go to to the theater. It's it's wild what would happen. But you know how you get rid of a lot of this? You you can't fix everything in Africa. You can't fix every tribal dispute in in on that continent or or in in any other continent for that matter. But you can quell a lot of this by determining what our involvement is for one. And then if and when we're involved, which we frequently are, we're we're everywhere around the the world is having good leadership, having clear leadership. We're lacking any form of leadership and no kind of clarity in terms of communication and expressing, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's the goal. Here's the plan. We're, we're just a chaotic mess. And then you get violent, chaotic situations like what's going on there right now and, and in other parts of that country and all over the world. But but. Syria and Iran saying we're booting out this stuff does change if you have effective leadership. You can't stop everything, but you can change a lot of it. And it's something that we are missing. It is so absent right now. It's 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 wild. And oh, and, and as a consequence, Americans die. Oh yeah. Well, we saw that it was at
2: Operation Restore Hope in, in Somalia. When uh, the Blackhawks were shot down and Mike Durant was taken hostage. Yeah. It, we, we had that firefight in Mogadishu that lasted for days. And then after that, we pulled out. We turned tail and ran and left Muhammad Farah Still in charge. And then right after that, you had the Rwandan genocide breakout between the Hutu and Tutsis, yep. which is incredible to me because the Hutu and Tutsis were made up tribes by French colonists back in the day. They're not even real tribes, but they hated each other that much just because the French said, You're a Hutu, you are Tutsi, and that's the way that it is. Yep. And so there was no intervention there. And then you go on to Liberia uh, that, that same year. And it's, well, let's get the embassy evacuated and let's get everybody out. Let's get people in place so it's not overrun. I, I, To me, the same thing's going to happen in Niger because we were embarrassed in Afghanistan and the Biden administration doesn't want to face another embarrassment where Americans get killed again. So I think that they're going to eventually evacuate the entire embassy and let it be overrun and burnt to the ground.
1: Yeah. But and, and, and I think you're right they want to avoid the embarrassment of the death and, and the mockery and all that that comes but by if you're going to go somewhere do it right do it right take, take care of your people Right, the personnel always do that so it's got to be your priority for sure but it getting run over just exacerbates and, and pours gas on the fire of, of, of us being the laughing stock that we are right now Look, another American embassy overrun, burning down, more people mocking it, more people burning the flag. It's still it's still I agree they they don't want the death to happen and the death shouldn't happen. But it's it's going to be a situation where we still if that happens, which I think makes sense, it's it's a logical progression. in what's happening on the ground there right now, we still look like total assholes and idiots. Right. And then.
2: That, that, that power void, guess who comes in? We have Putin coming in. And then we have these different, these other countries who are not a part of the Akawas Union, which include Burkina Faso, New Guinea, Mali, who all say that if Akawas puts together a coalition to push into Niger to, to rebuff the, uh, the junta that is taking control there, that they're going to fight against them. Yeah. But we've got a graphic, if we can pull that up, to show you, to show everybody that all the countries in Africa right now that have signed military deals with Russia. And if you look down to where the little hump in West Africa is, that little curve where the bend is, the, the, the countries in white are Ikawas nations— um, the one that is red that jumped to my attention. Can you that zoom in so we can see the top disco.
3: Oh, Hang on. I'm zooming in the wrong thing. Give me a the, second.
2: That got my attention was Nigeria. And Nigeria having a deal with Russia because Nigeria is a part of the ECOWAS countries. There is we that, go. No, I'm sorry. That was. Yeah, Nigeria and Ghana are also part of the ECOWAS countries. So how is that going to work with their relationship with Russia? If the Akawis, if Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone, Liberia really doesn't have an army, Benin and Togo, if they go in to Niger to try and get uh, Bazoum back in back in office, I, I don't see that ending well for Nigeria. If they decide that they're they're going to back the Akawis, I see the whole Akawas coalition crumbling yeah. and nothing happening happening with them because of the promise that that Putin has made to several African nations there.
1: Well, yeah, you brought up earlier, uh, not on the show, but you brought up Putin, Putin announced that Russia is going to provide 50,000 tons, that's a lot, of free grain to Burkina Faso, Zimbabwe, Mali, Somalia, Central African Republic, Eritrea, all, all lots of those countries you just saw on that map without any conditions. Free delivery. Here you go. Milit- so there's military alliances. There's food and humanitarian aid. And they're also poking the eye of of the United States of America. So they're you know, they're getting lots of there's lots of wins there for the African countries. Lots of wins there for 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 Russia. And also they have it's going to come with them. We put the graphic up the other day of how mineral rich the continent is. People think of it as oh that that's a country full of. Of uh, uh a continent full of countries that don't have water and and these which is true you've got you've got underprivileged folks all over there, but it is a continent full of rich and valuable resources and Russia and China see that, and we really don't. It's not to say that we don't know it's there. yeah, there's that graphic. it's not to say we don't really know it's there, but we're, we're handling it very differently. Right. And we're doing Putin in China. Well, Putin, especially right now is doing
2: everything so totally different than what we're doing. We're shutting down our farms and trying to starve our own people for some reason. And he's trying to feed people in developing countries. Yeah. And this this isn't putin by no stretch of the imagination is a humanitarian no no <laughs> so this is all being done on purpose as a long term play for him because he sees he sees the the, the entire world going away from him and trying to make him a pariah, so he's looking for new friends and so he's making friends with all these other the you know burkina faso went through a couple of years of military coups to get to the point where we are now where ibrahim Tanin, captain is now the one in charge and he said and putin seems to be really good friends with that guy cuz he's a younger guy he's he's very He's very educated. Uh, his troops and everyone seem to really love him, and the people of Burkina Faso like him. I don't know if they like him because he's a good guy or if they're scared shitless of him. I'm sure it's a combination of both. Yeah. <laughs> but it, he, Putin is acting just like the Chinese and playing the long game on this continent.
1: Yeah. Well, and and whether it's the, the long game on this continent or the long game over in Nepal and some of the other areas that China plays it in, you you've got to play the long game we we are so notoriously bad at doing this we I, I know i always use this reference and this analogy and i and i'm sorry that i'm doing it again but we do we focus on one shiny ball maybe if you're lucky two at a time and when we do two at a time we're not good multitaskers we fuck both of those up but we we, we focus on one and and there's no forethought to what the next it's like we talked about with the the Boston stuff earlier. Here's this plan, we're gonna do it, we're putting it into effect. But have you thought about what's coming down the pike? We don't do that. We're focused on X problem. We're focused on Ukraine right now, right? Okay. It, there's still a lot of other things that need to be addressed out there. Are we doing anything? No, it's all Ukraine right now. It's stop talking about that. We're focused here. I need you, I need you to come in here. We're talking about Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, but there's still terrorist groups. There's still all this stuff going on in Africa. There's still all this stuff going on throughout the Middle East. China, Taiwan. Have you have you paying attention to that? Our borders open. There's cartel. There's there's so much going on, and we pick one thing, and 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 meanwhile, everyone is. We're going to talk about that in a second after the break here. Everyone's forming new alliances that are kicking the U.S. out, kicking the U.S. dollar out. And everyone else is—there's power grabs going on everywhere, and we're just destroying our own country and spending money on a war that could lead to World War III, which probably won't, and hopefully it doesn't. But it doesn't need to because we're destroying ourselves all at the same in, during the process. It's it's <laughs> freaking maddening. It's so maddening. Well, but- Afghanistan is a great example. As soon as the Russians left, what did we
2: do? See ya! <laughs> yeah. And then what happens? Yeah. You know, and the reason why I'm giggling about that is the fact that it's just it's so overwhelming. The short sightedness of these people that we put in powers uh, uh, in, in power in position of power to be able to allocate our taxpayer money to help to help fight against the Russians.
1: And then they always blow it in the long game. Yep. Yeah. By the way, just to button this up. We ran along on this, this segment here, but if you were planning on going to Niger for, for summer vacation, you know, try and squeeze something in before the kids go back to school, it's not a good idea to go right now. State Department has put out a level four travel advisory, which is do not go, and things are pretty spicy on the ground there. So, uh, you know, all of our failures uh, in, in terms of West Africa policy as a country or African policy writ large as a country, uh, notwithstanding you shouldn't go to Niger right now. That's our uh, that's our free tip for the day. Going to take a break. We're going to talk about BRICS and how BRICS is expanding and how BRICS expanding is not good for the United States. That's right after this break.
0: Get more of Drew and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
1: Okay, let's talk BRICS. BRICS, of course, the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, set to meet in a few weeks. And South Africa has said, gone on record, that expansion will be announced at the upcoming summit. Indeed, Bloomberg Bloomberg reported a statement from Anil Sukla, Suklaal, whatever, no one cares. Uh, at a briefing in Johannesburg on Wednesday. There, he noted a planned announcement on the expansion of BRICS at the upcoming gathering. Additionally, Suklal stated that there is an expectation for a tectonic shift, those were the words he used, tectonic shift in the global order following the summit. Pay attention to those words, they're important. Moreover, the report confirmed that 22 nations have formally requested membership in the bloc. Alternatively, more than 20 have submitted membership requests. This year has been notable for the BRICS bloc, which it absolutely has. It's seen a period of strong growth for the collective of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Moreover, the upcoming two-day summit is primed to be immensely vital, likely setting the trajectory of the economic alliance in the short and long term. One of those nations that I think they're talking about there is Venezuela, which is now formally asked to join BRICS. So what does this mean? Everyone's, some people don't know what BRICS is. You, there's people out there, and, and it's okay to admit it. I've heard the term BRICS. I don't know what it is. Well, it's, it's the block of nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. But it's, it's, what they are is, is a block of nations who want to kind of develop their own trade alliances, their own deals— that cut out the West, cut out namely us, and with, with, their, with their, I hesitate to use the word success, but their strengthening ties, let's say, and then the potential expansion, the very, very likely expansion of BRICS, it, it, it definitely means something. There's definitely consequences for the United States of America the petrodollar for example will be a thing of the past the us will lose the dollar as the world's reserve currency which is kind of happening right now we're seeing that week in week out and that will in turn cause the dollar to drop in value right here at home ushering in something that the the democrats will love because it'll it'll help push in the digital dollar which is controlled by the federal reserve so you see this this is a this is actually a great example of Gosh, everything's breaking. The dollar's losing value. Our economy's going to shit. Stop it. And the Dems are like, no, it's not, even though deep down they know it is, and they're doing it. They're doing it on purpose. This isn't economic stupidity by the Biden administration. It's a controlled dismantling of our economic system to bring in stakeholder capitalism with an equity agenda attached to it. Bottom line, the government wants your money, and they want your freedom so they can divvy it up the way that they see fit. And that's what's happening with all of this expansion because anyone with a right mind would see new trade deals between Brazil and China, new trade deals between China and everyone else, Russia making deals, the, the, the US reserve being the reserve currency losing its status, people switching to the Yuan or different currencies. Essentially, all that to say the American dollar getting kicked to the curb, America getting kicked to the curb in key strategic alliances and trade deals across the planet. You would say, this is awful. We need to do this. We need some leadership. Well, first of all, good luck finding leadership right now in D.C., but you would you would come to that conclusion, right? But the, the tough pill to swallow in this, as you see other countries catching up to us, we had such a huge fucking lead on the rest of the world for the longest time. Obama killed us there. He let everyone catch up. He was ashamed of us, apologized for our strengths. And then you fast forward to now, and you see the, the, the huge strides that have been made in ushering in communism here, getting control for the so-called elite, crushing the rest of us, and saying, you know what, we're okay with all these other things happening, including this stuff, because it helps us with our plans. So it's a tough pill to, to swallow all that to say— to, to hear what I'm talking about here and then understand that it could be stopped, but they don't want to stop it because it helps them accomplish the goals they want to accomplish here at home. Otherwise, you would stop it. Just like all of our domestic policies, there's a ready-made solution for all of them. Fix the economy. Close the border. Don't do the stuff they're doing with COVID or, or elections or any of that stuff. But you, you don't do that if you want to change everything. If you want to fundamentally overhaul everything and create this tectonic shift in America, you don't you don't use the easy ready-made solution that's right before you. You let it get worse. You you pour gas on the fire. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we're experiencing. And that's how BRICS is going to expand and we're going to suffer.
2: Yeah, yeah we're going we're going to suffer and what we're dealing with with this administration and the Democrat Party in general is the fact that they believe in modern monetary theory, where it's up to the government to, to drive the economy by printing money. Right. And that's the worst possible solution to it, just to keep printing money. Your money becomes, as everyone knows, your money becomes worthless. If you just keep printing it and inflation skyrockets, it it doesn't matter if those dollars are out there because there's going to be less for you to, you're going to have less purchasing power with those dollars. Right. And when you're dealing with a group that is so ideologically committed the way that they are, this is all working out well for them because their donor class is totally fine. It's the rest of us who are going to get screwed and who always get screwed by these decisions that are made. And also there are rhinos too. There are Mitt Romneys of the world and your Lindsey Graham's, they're gonna be fine too. They they're hoping to usher this in as well because they've got their own their own deal going on. They've got their own money set aside. They'll be totally fine. Yeah. It's the rest of us who, who are gonna bear the brunt of this. And when you get into the trading between these different countries, you you have India and China who are the the two I think they're 1 and 2 as far as the the biggest consumers of fossil fuels on the planet. And when you have them together and now you you have them dealing they're making a deal with Saudi Arabia as well. Right. And then also Brazil and now Venezuela, who's another top oil producer, it's not our our fuel prices are going to skyrocket. At some point if if this continues down the same path
1: well and and they're gonna skyrocket and they don't have to if if one we were doing our, our 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 foreign policy which Joe says he's great at or at least that he loves differently and and coming to the table with a different approach but as it stands they hate us they also want to marginalize they've always wanted to take us out of the top dog spot they have all of that we've shut off our own so we're reliant upon them and then literally the Saudis and Venezuela at different points, the Saudis for sure, though, have said, yeah, piss off. We're, we're not giving you the deals we used to give you anymore. And they are. They're consolidating all of this power with with oil being the biggest one, but but trade being a massive one. What they trade in, in terms of currency being a massive one. I mean, these guys... They have a combined GDP of $26 trillion as it stands, just those—the five. There's 22 com- countries who are trying to join now. That doesn't include Saudi. That 26000000000000 trillion doesn't include—the Sa- the Saudis have more money than—
2: Anybody? Anybody? You can't even quantify the kind of wealth that they have because there's nothing on the books and you you you've got no idea no. how much wealth is there.
1: Well, and it's 3 point with over I mean it's 3.27 billion again, just the five countries that make up BRICS. Their population is massive. They are powerful. They are wealthy. And we can all say I'm among them. America fucking love this country. I love it. We're badass. We're the strongest in this. We're the best in that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just just kind of referencing that. But compared uh, on on our own, one-to-one, yes, we're the best. The strategic alliances and partnerships that are being built out there to directly counter us are very concerning. Very concerning. You don't want to go to war with Russia and China. You don't want to go to war... With Russia, China, India, Saudi Arabia, Brazil, South Africa, Venezuela—all you—you know, just don't—and—and and, and that's not what's being discussed right now. But you get my point. You—you you don't want to go to a trade war, an economic, an war. economic war. You don't want to go to any kind of war with that because you lose. And 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 it's it goes back to Biden. Should I mean when Biden came into office in, in week one. Removed our energy independence and our or let's say our path to energy independence. We were still using stuff overseas, obviously. But removed that path, that was a big freaking deal. And you could get things back on track. But the way we're going now is we're going to take everything from here. We're not going to leverage our resources here at home. We're going to force new things on you that don't work and or aren't, aren't ready to work yet. And meanwhile, everyone else is going to get stronger. You're going to get poorer. I mean, it's just it's hard to look at this and not not see just a disastrous outcome.
2: Right. And we're also going to open the borders, which is going is going to uh, cripple the infrastructure of all of our cities and also cripple our schools, because these kids who are coming over, if there are, because all I see are military aged men who are coming over. But they're going to be—they're going to have to have teachers that speak specific languages. And what is it that we—what was what the final step? 100—we've had people from 170 different countries show up. Some crazy number. Yeah. There. So each of these kids, we're going to have to find ways for these kids to be able to be put in school and educated. And a lot of the folks who are coming over don't want to be Americans. They just want to take—they just want to get a job and send their money back to their country of origin. So that it's not a good combination of things that we have going on right now, because everything that we're doing that this administration is doing is all self-inflicted to, to make us weaker on the world stage, to weak, to make us weaker economically here at home and abroad, and also to permanently change the demographic makeup of our country, and also to weaken our cities and states, yeah, to the point where the federal government, will most likely have to come in as the one and only governing power over the entire country.
1: Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh,
2: it's a rosy picture. Isn't it's a rosy it? picture.
1: But, but the, again, the concerning part in this country here, in our country at home, right here at home in the United States of America, is that people think that the government has your back. They think you're on your side. They think the elected representatives. Uh, our problem, our our problem in this country. I keep saying it is the naivety of our population, thinking that things are okay now and that they're going to be okay. Spiritually, faith-wise speaking, if you know where you're going, then yes, they are in that sense. But but for this blip on the radar that we're living and walking around this this crazy-ass rock spinning super fast with dumb people leading it. Things, things are, are are rough, and they're going to get rough, and and they're, they don't have to, though, if you'd push back. Man, it would be great if we could fix that. You could. It would be awesome if we could fix that. You could. You can. Absolutely. You just have to ascertain the problem, pick one of the several options. It's not just one option on how you could fix it and address it and improve things for the American people, and then do it. But they don't. Because they don't want to. And yeah, and, and, you, and that sucks because, and part of the reason people can't get over that hump is that that means you have to understand that others don't want what's best for you in this country. And that goes against what we were all taught growing up. But, but alas, that's where we are. So you can either wake up and see how everyone else is advancing as we're going the opposite direction even though they're telling you we're advancing here. But deep down, you know we're not. Look around. So you can wake up and see that. You can see that everyone's gaining on us, and we're not the top dog anymore. But we could be if we pushed back and got the right leadership into place. And I'm not even talking about a candidate or this. I'm just talking about leadership in general. But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people waking up. Because right now, they've got a bunch of useless pawns, a bunch of sheep who are willing to just say, they got this. I don't have to worry about it, which sounds nice for my life. My schedule is busy. I'm going to trust them. That's a horrible mistake. Don't make it. But but everyone keeps doing it. They keep doing it and look where it's it's leading to. Look look at our national our national pride polls are dismal. Awful.
2: It, I've said this before. It almost <coughs> seems me. like we don't have a country anymore. I feel like I'm just existing in the state of Florida and that there really isn't, you know, the, the big umbrella of the country where I feel united with every state that there is. I don't. I, I, I have I, when it comes to California, I feel no connection to California. I feel no connection to Oregon. I feel no connection to Washington. I feel no connection to New York, New Jersey. Massachusetts. I feel no connect- connection to those other states. No. Just because of the what they have decided for their state and the path that they want to go down. I, my personal opinion is, have at it, but I don't want to have anything to do with you from this moment on.
1: Well, if th- think about it. You kind of, deep down, I don't want to say this in like a... It's not meant to be taken in a violent or aggressive way, but you... You kind of look at them as the opposition or the uh, or as an enemy, which you don't want to look at. You don't want to look at your your former state as that, but that but that's really what they are. I, I've I've said it for a long time. I'll say it again. We are no less tribal than Afghanistan. Right. It is, uh, and I didn't when I first went there. I remember doing radio interviews when I I took there was a break in the middle of all the chaos. When when the, the book came out, <clears throat> and I was doing interviews, and I was talking, they, people would ask about it, Afghanistan because they were curious about it. Most people don't pay much attention to it, and I would always talk about how how broken it is, and well, why is it? And it would be because they don't rally around the flag, and it was early enough in my career, and things hadn't gone quite over the cliff here yet. Where I was like, thank you know internally, I didn't say this necessarily in the interviews. Thank God we're not like that. We will rally around the flag. We all rallied around the flag on nine eleven. 912. But now, now, fast forward to today, I don't even know that we're in the same if if we're the same or, or if we're worse than than them. That's how bad it's that's how bad it's gotten here. Right. And and it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And when I was referencing the other states, I look at those
2: states as places that have a population of people that remind me of myself and some of them have the same values i do but i look at those states as having occupying foreign forces in them yeah and not associated with the country that i once knew
1: yeah yeah well and yeah when i say opposition and enemy i'm the forces then the the leadership of those places because yeah i mean you can there's amazing people in california there's amazing people in New York and Massachusetts and, and New Jersey, all these, all these places that you think of as live. In Chicago, there's great people in Chicago. The, I mean some of them have been gunned down, but but there's good people there. It's just it's we've got a leadership problem. Jill says, I'm awake, Drew. I know you are. You're 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 amazing, Jill. Um anyways, we've got a leadership problem. That's what's causing issues everywhere. It's not just that's a leadership problem is not picking on Joe Biden. Joe Biden picks on himself enough. Uh, It's it's a systemic problem that's been present in this country for a long time. It's just worse and worse and worse now than ever. Uh, So we got a lot of work to do, but we're going to talk about leadership ish on the other side here, because we're going to talk about whether or not Gavin Newsom is getting in. It sounds like there's there's some hints That Joe Biden is stepping away, or at least that that Gavin Newsom is ramping up some, some efforts to run for president. We'll tell you why, what those are, and talk about it right after the break.
0: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
9: When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger, can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids.
5: I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s.
9: I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it, it'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video.
0: Watch the video, you won't believe how simple it is.
10: $1000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late.
1: folks welcome back let's get to gavin newsom because the slick back satanic hair of the california communist dude out there that's running things dictatorial douches, i'll call him gavin newsom is taking fundraising steps if you look closely used by potential presidential candidates setting up multiple committees that in their first three months have raised and spent millions of dollars the three Newsom-affiliated committees are, political action, are a political action committee, which limits contributions to $5,000 a year and can donate to individual candidates, a super PAC, which can raise unlimited amounts of cash but is restricted from promoting a specific candidate, and a joint fundraising committee, which functions like a bank mostly collecting and distributing funds to the other groups. Now, Newsom has repeatedly denied any interest in running for the nation's highest office next year. Not sure we believe him. But whether President Joe Biden wins or loses, even if that wasn't—even if—I let's, uh, want to talk about this, but even if it wasn't 2024, there's no Democratic frontrunner for 2028 if he were to lose. So some could say, well, this is just him positioning for that. But I—here's the deal— you've seen him visit the White House which which doesn't necessarily mean anything but you've seen him visit the White House you've with s- Biden being out of town with <laughs> Biden being out of town you've you've seen all sorts of indicators on the surface to the to the layman that indicates something is awry here and then you see all of this fundraising the the forming of the trio of fundraising committees com- committees. It sounds like a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> oh, it's okay. He just died of communities. Um, but you, you see all these things, all that to say. You see all of these things and it just sure seems like Gavin Newsom is prepping for something. And if he's prepping for something, it's it's, you know, it's not some Senate run. It's not it's it is for the big show. Which is, you you can say, and you'd be right, that's astonishing because he's been a horrible governor. Yes, but remember, being talented or qualified is not a prerequisite to be a Democrat candidate or even to be the president of the United States. Look who's in office now. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. The difference is, you've got in Gavin Newsom someone who's seen as handsome, good-looking, suave. Policies be damned. Forget the fact that he is a tyrant. Hates this country and wants control over you. Wants power. For for for, for he, he will he will take he will take this position because Joe will step down or they will force him out. I don't know if you know, paid attention, but there's a lot going on surrounding the Biden crime family right now. It's getting really hard to protect him. He also is never there in the first place. He, he's not been running things anyway. So it would be easy to take him out, and it would be easy to replace him with Gavin Newsom all this to say my point in all this is is he's a younger more handsome person that's easier for them to sell in the mainstream media than Joe who cannot string a sentence or two together is never there looks awful even just walking i mean it's just a, it's a bad thing right so i'm 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 going on record i've been we've been saying this here collectively not just me but I, I think he gets in. I think he's their guy. I'm putting my chips down. I think he's running.
2: I think you're right. And I think both the DNC is going to ba- totally back Gavin Newsom. That's who they want to run. And the RNC, I believe, when it comes right down to it, they want DeSantis. And Permanent Washington wants to see a uh, DeSantis-Newsom election this year. Yeah. They don't want Trump, they don't want Biden And they'll do whatever they can to make that happen To me, the the everything is being set up that way And it all started with the election Between Harmeet Dillon and, uh, and Ronna McDaniel To see who is going to lead the RNC And once, Ronna McDaniel Who's got the most abysmal track record Of any RNC leader Once she was reelected, it's like, okay Right. So now now we're begin- we're now we're seeing the chess pieces being put on the board. And yeah. this is all in an effort to make sure that Trump isn't the nominee. And as long as DeSantis doesn't have any missteps, they're gonna throw so much money behind him. And they I'm sure there are factions within the Republican Party that are also working with the Democrat Party to make sure that in some way Trump they're going to figure out some way to disqualify him or some way to get him out of the way. But that is such a hard road for them to go right now. It's just it's a, with the lead that he has and with every indictment he gets, his popularity keeps rising, Yeah, which is incredible. And it, everything, every trap that they put out for him, it, the, it, we've talked about this before how he's like the roadrunner and they're like Wiley e. Coyote, and the dynamite keeps blowing up in their faces, but they just keep going after it and after it and after it. Either way, the Democrats are going to be in a good situation come election if Trump is or isn't the nominee because they're going to have the youth side on it. Because just about every poll in the United States, and we talk about this all the time about the aging politicians. Right. People want somebody younger in that office. And these two, for both parties, are assigned a sign a quasi youth movement. These two meaning a Trump,
1: uh, Trump DeSantis, 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 or
2: DeSantis Newsom. Uh, yeah, DeSantis Newsom. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, they, they signify that youth movement in both parties. Yeah. But as somebody who lived in
8: California
2: for the last 10 years, You don't want it, DeSantis. I mean, you don't want a
1: a (laughs) Newsom. Newsom. Yeah, it's well. I think you're right, though. I think that that is what the two parties want, without a shadow of a doubt. No one, left or right, in terms of the DNC or RNC, wants Trump on the ticket. They're going to do everything they can. We're seeing that unfold right before us right now. And and while it's total bullshit, uh, they have a very strong chance of 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 getting some success in preventing that from happening. He, by the way, pled not guilty to all four of the new indictments and new charges today but but that is what they want without a shadow of a doubt it would be a made for tv you know when when people select bowl games in college football which the 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 non-playoff games by the way the bowl games mean jack shit now that's terrible it's 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 the worst but in the old days you would pick bowl games based on markets and tv ratings yes the records yes You were this, that, and the other, but especially the ones that didn't have a lock with a certain conference, you'd pick, well, like we'd love to have Notre Dame here if we could because that's a a ratings grab. Notre Dame versus whoever, you get the point. You you pick that. This is kind of the same thing. We'd love the ratings game. We'd love the storyline. I'm not saying we here. I'm saying we as in RNC and DNC of, as Tom said, a DeSantis versus Newsom fight. Here's the problem the problem is one is you're ignoring once again the, the the people I think there's there's a lot of people who love DeSantis I love what DeSantis is doing here in Florida I have not said anything about who I'm going to vote for on the GOP side I I probably won't say anything I, I, that's not what this show's about but he's done a great job but there's a lot of people who want the other and when a lot of people feel abandoned that causes a problem but the but the bigger problem than all of that, Is I think I think neither of them can beat Newsom if he runs. I think and and I know that pisses you off. And it pisses me off too, by the way. You're not alone. But that's how broken our country is. You can take someone who was mocked and ridiculed for the last three years as abandoning the constitution, torturing his fellow his 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 California residents. But say, but look, he looks good in a suit. He's younger. You said you didn't like the old guy. This is the one. And, and I think he can I think he can win. I think he can beat both of them. I think he definitely I think he definitely can beat Trump. Again, that's not me saying I want him to, but but I
2: yeah, I mean, we, we're living in the most shallowest times in human history when it comes to voting for our politicians. And for a lot of people, it's just based on looks. And for somebody like Newsom to come along who will tickle the yoga moms right square smack dab in their Lululemons, they're going to go for him yeah. as opposed to DeSantis. Uh, or or Trump and yeah. especially the, the those, those yoga those yoga moms who you know Trump lost in, in the election against Biden in 2020 they're not going to come back to him if they have a Gavin Newsom there they're going to be like oh no 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 he we know what we have with you we're going to try something with him but the sad part about that is in I always go back to the metaphor of if Trump is the nominee and Newsom is is the other nominee, just like we had with Biden and people made their decision was the fact that you've got a doctor who's got a terrible bedside manner, but he's going to save your life or a doctor who's got a great bedside manner, but he's going to kill you. And that's that's what that's what we're, we're that, that's our choice between a Trump nomination and a Newsom nomination as the same as it was with Trump and Biden. And yeah. everybody decided, you know what? I'd rather die with somebody with a good bedside manner. But we're finding out Joe has a shitty bedside manner.
1: He sure does. <laughs> Boy, does he ever. No, I mean, that's. Uh, but people need to. Again, we everyone's overly emotional. We all are. We're emotional creatures. That's just how we were made we have to cut through that and try and see things how they are. And we have to also see beyond what we want and what is likely. And it's, it's, it's becoming easier to figure out what's likely these days because the Democrats have flipped everything on its head, but they've also taken their mask off and, and you know what they want and you know what they're willing to do to get what they want. So I think, it, you know, Biden running puts the, puts them in a bad position. I think Trump or DeSantis can be, beat biden unless trump is in prison at which point i think it'll be tougher for him just because of getting the voters he has to get will be will be tricky still think it's possible but it's a trickier proposition if newsom's there if newsom's there who is an awful person i don't even consider an american he's such a freaking anti-american loser he'll be hard he'll be hard to he'll be hard to beat for all the reasons you mentioned tom because we, our side needs to grab the independents, the, the ones who were told what to think about Trump or whoever, who, who are just—think uh, th- about this. The people who are voting, not how you would vote or I would vote, not the people who are going to be the diehards on, on the left, but there's there's people out there who are still walking around wearing masks. <laughs> there's people out there who are making horrible decisions— and just waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And you know who they're going to be told to vote for? Not our side. It's not going to be a a, a Republican. No. It's going to be it's going to be this oh, you should check out this young guy. I heard he had horrible policies in California. No, no, no. That's just that's a conspiracy. You should you should vote for him. It, I I think it would be terrifying. I think it would be and there's people saying I don't think he's Jill and others saying um not, not, not good looking to me. I agree. I'm not attracted to Gavin Newsom either. Um, but <laughs> I'm glad. Jeez, <laughs> right? dodge the bullet there. Uh, no, but, but, but you get the point. The younger generation will see him as younger. Some of them will see him as better looking. Better looking than what we're going to put up or what the Democrats would put up. It's all relative. It's all relative. And that's the hardest part. Is logic would say. Regardless, Trump or DeSantis, Trump or DeSantis crushes Biden, Trump or DeSantis crushes Newsom. We don't live in a world of logic anymore. Logic is so far gone. Logic will be changed in the dictionary very, very soon, if recent history is any indication, since the left loves to change their definition, logic won't mean what it used to mean. So you gotta you gotta keep that in mind as we as we head into these uncharted waters most people are right now are living in their own movie
2: and whatever their perception of reality is that's what they want and that's who they want in their life and somebody like Newsom comes along he fits that role that they have of what they want their president to look like and i know this sounds like a really weird out there kind of theory but in actuality it it, to me it rings true if you look at how everything is developed and catered to each to the individual nowadays and so each individual has their own reality neil degrasse tyson was talking about how your your gender isn't determined until you wake up in the morning and decide what it's going to be that day so if you if a majority of people have a mentality like that of course they're going to opt for the person that they think Fits that role in their mind of the world that they want to live in and the movie that they feel like they're living in,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah, see, so ah. you said Newsom's a no go for you. But what about Trudeau? Because, according to our first hour, he you know, he might be swinging the other way. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not attracted, attracted to, to Trudeau. Trudeau, okay. All right, yeah,
1: that's not happening. <laughs> uh, those two, I can see those two getting together. Gosh, oh, gosh,
3: yeah. that would be awful.
1: There
2: really isn't a Democrat male that I can't see getting together with another dude.
1: <laughs> no, Democrat or or establishment type. Yeah, you know, Kinzinger slept with all of them. He's 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 an interesting fellow too. Obviously, Lady Graham has. Anyways, let's let's um, <laughs> let's take a break here. We're going to we've got two more stories I want to hit. We're going to talk ratings and and or scores in both themes. Very different in both though. One we're going to talk about how the U.S. credit was downgraded. No one seems to care about that. Again, Bidenomics is is not working, you guys. It's just not. We talk about how BRICS is going the right direction. We're going the wrong direction. It's all by design, but we'll talk about that after the break. And then we've also still got to go back to Jason L. Dean because uh, there's some news on that front. The left is not happy, but I am. You should be, too. We'll get into all that. we got That's Meme-tastic coming up. we got the post-show presser. Tons to still get to. Stay with us
0: attention americans breaking news biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway don't be fooled it won't benefit you take action now the federal reserve phase deployment of fed now began on july 1st 2023 be prepared this may catch many off guard your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy
1: More things to get to. By the way, Lock Lock Text Monster says too many people simply aren't worried about what happens until it directly happens to them. So true. So true. One of the reasons we face so many problems in this country. But one of those problems that we're facing is our economy, the value of our dollar, our credit, all of that stuff. Because you've got Fitch who announced Tuesday earlier this week. You probably saw this. That it officially downgraded the U.S. long term foreign currency issuer default rating to AA plus from AAA. Saying the downgrade reflects the expected fiscal deterioration in the nation's heavy debt burden, the ratings agency pointed to America's erosion of governance, rising deficits, and tightening by the Federal Reserve. It also said it expects the U.S. economy to slip into a mild recession in the fourth quarter. So that's all great news. Great news. Don't worry, though. U.S. Secretary of Treasury or the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen issued a statement pushing back on Fitch's move, saying the rating agency was using old data, arguing conditions have improved under the Biden administration. Not exactly true. Not exactly true. And they say going into a mild recession in Q4, we've really, frankly, according to the old standards, been in recession now for a little bit now for some time. But you had Kevin O'Leary, who, whether you like the guy or not, he's kind of obnoxious, Mr. Wonderful, who weighed in. And he said, There's no way to sugarcoat this at all. It's bad. And I'll tell you how you measure it's bad. Basically, when you downgrade the U.S. economy, which is what this downgrading is, you're losing a little faith in the U.S. dollar and the U.S. Treasury bill because the dollar currency, the, the dollar. Currency of the world defined by every commodity price by U.S. dollar is the good faith of the U.S. government in the whole world. Trust it. Most sovereign funds keep the majority of their liquidity in U.S. dollars. That got hurt 24 hours ago because now you want to start asking yourself, well, where is this going? This, again, these are his words, not mine. I'm reading a quote from him. A downgrade from AAA to A to AA Does it go to single? Now, if you're going to sovereign wealth fund, uh, to a sovereign wealth fund, you start to put that in your mind. And the bottom line for you and me is the cost of capital goes up. In other words, what it costs for us to borrow money to fund the government and the deficit goes up. There's just no sugarcoating that. So the bottom line here, though, is our economy's in tatters. No one is buying our bonds anymore. The Fed is buying the bonds and our government is printing money. We have switched to modern monetary theory, just print money while inflation grows out of control. That's that's what's that's what's happening here. That's how we got here. And Fitch says you're not serious about paying down your debt and you keep threatening that you're going to default. All our government is doing is paying bills for things it wants. They don't care about the debt. They they really frankly never have, but they certainly don't now because The idea is to let the dollar, which we're seeing as as the growing trend in so many areas, is to let the dollar collapse. Why would they do that? Because then they can centralize currency. They can take take all of that control under the Fed. We're seeing that that is literally being rolled out as a side conversation as all of this. The credit rate is going down. The dollar is going down. But don't worry, because over here, we've got this phased rollout of the digital dollar it's it's the only way all these things can happen at once is one if they tell you that's what they're doing which they are but two is if (laughs) if that's what they're doing and they want it to go this badly because it doesn't need to go anywhere near this badly nothing's ever perfect nothing ever goes to plan that's life but all of it going the way that it's going right now the only way it can be such a scenario is because it's by design period Trust me, guys, what you're going to want, what you're going to want in this situation, this scenario, this crazy-ass world that we live in now, food, water, ammo, I'd argue some bourbon, and then some gold and silver. But if you can't get gold and silver or you haven't invested yet, by the way, you can with the American Alternative Assets, go to protectfrombiden.com, you can do it that way. But if you don't get there in time or something doesn't, whatever the case might be, at least have that ammo cuz then you can then you can get whatever you want. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But how many times has the government
2: created a problem and then come in and say, "Okay, the pro this is this is the problem. This is how we're going to solve it." They do that all the time, and that's what they're doing here, so they can they can institute a new reset into the economic system. Yeah. They're going to be they're going to come out and say, "All right, the spending our debt has gotten so bad that we need to reinvent or reimagine our our uh, our uh, economic system yeah so that will usher in what they call a new reset we're going to have to reset our economy and and our flow of cash and that will allow them to usher in the the uh, the centralized digital dollar and you'll be given a coupon with an expiration date on it,
1: letting you know what you can and can't buy. And good luck. Good luck. Yeah. No. I mean, you, you've got to break it to, to bring the other stuff in. And, and what's, what everyone should say is, but this, well, I, I, actually, I was going to say this has always worked. It's, that's not true. It has not always worked. But it could work. There, there's parts of it that have worked before, It just, again, comes down to you've got to want it to work to make it work, and there's no desire for it to work, because if it works, they can't bring in everything you just said there, which is ridiculous. Here's one area where we're getting a win, though, right now. Our credit rating goes from AAA to AA+. There's no sugarcoating that, as Mr. Wonderful said. It's just not good. We've got craziness happening all over the world. We've got stuff in Niger happening. We've got stuff in in Syria now happening. Great. Taiwan close to clacking off. China on Taiwan, that is. But us sending money there, we've got Ukraine, Russia. We've just got lots of problems, but we're making some some gains in other areas. We're winning in some of the culture war stuff back here at home, because we've talked a lot about Jason Aldean. And yes, I'm a country music guy, and you know that. And I talk about it a lot football, by the way, too. And football starts tonight. It's it's a shitty game. It's the Hall of Fame game. Like the starters
3: will play. You're still excited, nonetheless.
1: They won't. They won't even play a full play. No, I'm still excited. I'll be there. I probably won't wear any clothes. I'll be just sitting there having a drink, watching the game, and that's a visual that you didn't want to see, but I gave it to you because it's Thursday for, for free, for free. But no, we've made some wins, and I don't know how I bring it back from that. We've made some wins on the culture front, the cancel culture front, and one of them was was talking about L. Dean, right? And Jason he had tried that in a small town. Uh, which was slammed as being racist and xenophobic and all the, you know, bigoted, all the stupid terms that they throw out there. It was none of those things. It was clear as day to anyone with ears and eyes that it was none of those things. And not only did it rush all the way up in terms of the video being number one, the song being number one of the country charts, which again, it probably would have been, he's Jason L. Dean, but try it in a, try that in a small town is now number one in all genres, billboard. 100 number one song and i want to read an article from the new york times and how they reported jason's chart topping song last week jason's jason aldean's song try that in a small town which the country star portrays as a tribute to neighborly values but critics have described as a call to racist vigilantism vigilantism opened at number two on the billboard's hot 100 chart after its music video became a culture war battleground now the song has ascended to the peak becoming the first number one single on Billboard's all-genre single chart in Dean's nearly two-decade career as a top Nashville hitmaker. Just two weeks ago, before the controversy began, the song was posting minimal numbers, but in its most recent week out, it garnered 31 million streams, sold 175,000 copies, and reached a radio audience of 9 million people in the United States. That, according to the tracking service Luminate, as the song has stirred debate, tweaks have been made to its music video, which early on was pulled without explanation by country music television, but remains available on YouTube. Last week, a new version appeared six seconds shorter than the original and scrubbed the, new cl- the news clip showing Black Lives Matter protest in 2020. So it's a typical smog New York communist with no clue how the rest of America thinks writing that article. And I love the the like subtle jab was not doing well. The song not doing well beforehand. Stop it. Jason L. Dean's singles that are cut for radio or a music video are going to all do well. But 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 to the to the broader tone, they hate it. Pains this person. It pains liberal America that this song is number one in all genres. It just does. Because in the minds of the shit lives, the song proves that there's systemic racism in America, because if you question the left, you're a racist. But again, when it comes to this song, when it comes to Jason as a person, when it comes to all this, this is just a non-story. It's none of the things they ever said, but it does prove this. And the only reason I brought it up is it proves with Bud Light, we talked earlier this week about how Bud Light distributing managers and our distributors and whatnot are saying we do not expect any longer to recover from this. It's just we're in this for the long haul. We suck now as a brand. We, we, we did great work there. Target felt the heat. I haven't looked at their, their numbers this week, but they felt the heat. They went after Jason for a typical country song. And now it's on top of everything. Rap, rock, alternative. I don't even know other kinds of music are out there. I just pretty much know country and jazz at this point, unless it's <laughs> unless but, but but it's all it's it's on top of all of them. And that's freaking awesome. I love it. I I'm 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 proud to see people pushing back and saying not only are you guys wrong and full of shit on what you're saying about this song, but it's a great song. And we're gonna make sure that it's number one. And good for him. Shocking to me actually that it's the first time he's been number one on all he's been obviously number one in country multiple times, but he's had some other, some other big hits, but, but good for him. Good for us. Good for America on this, that, that things are going the right direction. By the way, I get to see George Strait this weekend and I'm freaking pumped. Never have seen the King and get to see the King this weekend. And it's a bucket list thing for me. Excited. Chris Stapleton's there, little big towns. there. It's going to be an awesome show. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Not trying to brag, just saying I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. He might not come back. Just stay there. Yeah. (laughs) So He's still still in the stadium. (laughs)
3: They're like, sir, you need to leave. like, I can't.
1: (laughs) No. No. Um, That happened to a friend of mine. Have you ever heard of the band Ween? No. Ween.
2: Ween's one of my favorite bands. I had a friend of mine go to a Ween show, and then after the show, uh, he started drinking beers with Dean Ween from the band and ended up on the tour bus and the tour bus took off with him in there and they kept drinking and partying and everything. And finally the band's like, you gotta get off the bus. So they pulled over and just made him get <laughs> like
1: two hours into the bus ride.
2: <laughs> That's so I could see that happening to you as well with George Strait.
1: Yeah. Hey you know what if I get on George's bus, whatever. I'll walk back and no matter how far it is and I was running. Um, okay, let's take one. This is our last break. You got to weather one last break. And then we're going to do That's Meme-tastic. That's Meme-tastic. We're going to do know. the post-show press conference. Do we have anything else we're covering?
3: I think that's it. No, we, we've hit all the stories. Yeah, uh, right. I, I, I We took that one longer. We skipped the break. But we, yeah. you, you guys reeled it right back in. Reeled so. it back in. Good for you we
1: did did okay you did Did it it. you're doing it peter yay okay let's take a break we'll be right back we'll do that's meme
0: testing get more of drew and this is my show with coin club exclusively on the rvm network Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
2: And that's how Mike Pence got (laughs) pink-eyed. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening.
1: All right, thank you, my friend. Tom Cunningham, everybody. Let's give him one more round of applause. Coming up next, we've got...
3: We've got Disco. Welcome to the stage. Good evening, everybody.
8: Let me...
1: all right lots of well wishes coming in talking about the george Strait concert people saying they've seen him how great it was carolyn saying that texas panhandle patriots saying that yeah i'm excited about you know so i love i love going to concerts i think i've said that a lot i like the spect i love live music for one but i do like the spectacle of the bigger show Aldine, for instance puts on a hell of a show uh, you know Luke Bryan puts on a hell of a show. There's some great people who are really just good entertainers in the country space. Obviously, growing up, some some rock bands who put on him, you know, Van Halen put on a hell of a show. So I love the lights and the smoke and 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 the the whole thing of it. This is going to be different. This is going to be different. It's going to be George up there with his guitar and his band, Chris Stapleton, very similar. Just going to be kind of standing there. His voice is of the heavens, by the way. And uh, so it's going to be different. But I, I'm
3: I'm I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about it. Although I hate the drive to Tampa. It's not the, it's, it's very long from here. It oh yeah. Sucks. Now I got a question for you. Yeah. Are you more of a stadium concert guy or would you like a small venue concert? No, I want big. Okay. Go big or go home. Okay. Go big or go home. I'm saying to attend. Like, if to, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay.
1: but, I, but I, 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 I like, I like arenas because in Florida it's hottest, like it's going to be hottest balls yeah. at this concert. Cause it's, it's at, it's outdoor in, in, in the stadium there. but. um so I like uh, I like arenas for that reason. Your air conditioning, you're, you're not worried about summer storms stuff like that. But it's still big, you know, 20,000, depending on the place. Um, so I like that. But I, I like it big. I like it big. I like it to be there. <clears throat> the smaller ones are fun. I, I like them all. At the end of the day, if you say we're going to watch live music,
3: I, I'm down. I like it when big bands will do small venues. Like it's like a pop up. You don't know. People don't really know they're gonna be there. That's awesome because then you get you get them honestly, you're you're fifteen feet away and it's just a different experience. That's for me. I but like that. but let's be honest. I'm in
1: my mid forties with four kids. I'm never in <laughs> a place where a band just pops up. Like it's never like <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a pop-up at your house i don't go anywhere like this is this is one of the first times i've gone somewhere in a long time i come to think of it i think i have problems i don't go anywhere. i took you to a show you, you, did. <laughs> you did you did Me. that was a small venue that was a small venue that's a cool little venue actually oh uh, yeah uh I, at some point i want to do the show in that venue let's bring people in there to do that but that um yeah, there there were some some interesting bands. The Voodoo Glow Skulls, not my not my style. <laughs> the Reverend Horton Heat, he was talented. <laughs> he he was good. I liked him. I also liked the soft pretzels that were there. I remember those. <laughs> they, <were delicious. laughs> they were they were so good. And we you did know, you have a good Tommy. time? It was you. Yeah, it was Mike, Tom, and I. We had a blast.
3: I was saying, did you have a good time? The pretzels were
8: phenomenal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were. But both Mike and Drew were a little bit. Caught
2: off guard when the Voodoo Glow Skulls <laughs> took the stage. And for people who don't know, they're they're a, they're a punk ska band. Ooh. <laughs> they, from San Diego or Los Angeles, one of the two? Yeah, they're from Southern California. Yeah. They've been around for a long time, but they uh, they have a, a unique sound
3: to them. They have yes. a good horn section? They, oh, yeah. No. Uh-huh. Did they have horns? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I just
1: remember being like, wow, this is definitely <laughs> not my style. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll
3: go to a ska concert with you, Tom. Well, this is a punk ska. Yeah, usually it's different
1: than ska. normal ska. It's not a okay. mainstream ska. Okay. Which I hate, by the way. I mean
2: the lead singer came out with a Mexican wrestler mask. Love a luchador mask. <laughs> yeah. Love
1: it. They Love were it. they were interesting to look at. They were interesting to watch. There was good energy. Just wasn't my style of music. I'm I'm happy with the concerts. We, we got we got George Strait this week and then El Dean in three weeks. I, I'm I'm content with those. Um but it was it was a fun night, Tom. We had a fun night. We're still dating. I mean, we're still friends. We're still doing
8: exactly. stuff together.
1: So I just checked the concert schedule for around here. <laughs> yeah, see if there's something unique coming this way that oh, you might be interested in. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there is. We're going. We're going as a team, and we're going to include Mike. We're gonna we're gonna go see Burt Kreischer. That'll yeah. be fun.
3: Which, which I hope he knows because when in the last group text I said, oh, we gotta do something like this for Bert, and he's like, Bert? Question mark? And no one responded to him. I didn't see that. Yeah, so we gotta make sure he knows. <laughs> yeah. he, he was like, he perfect. was like, who's Bert? And I was like, wait
1: a second. And like, so that's that sounds about right. Um, if not, we'll just get to take it to some rando on the show. I say we just kidnap him. We just show up and just yeah. pull him out of his house. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> You're going to laugh. We're going to have fun. <clears throat> uh, okay, let's get to... Uh, it's Thursday, so let's get to That's Meme-tastic. That's,
8: That's Meme-tastic. That's
3: Meme-tastic.
1: We should do that one more time. All right, I feel like I have no visibility into what's in this today. Th- I know some of them were sent. Yes. But I, but I don't
3: really re- We have one duplicate. Oh. But... Okay. But for the most part... You're kind of blind. You didn't send a lot of them in. So. Okay.
1: Well, let's let's get it going. Let's do the first one. Joe Biden, put them on the phone. I want to talk about the weather. Hunter, you want to talk you want to talk about the weather? Yeah, whether they got our fucking money or not. Okay. That's, <laughs> That's a good I, I, one. I, I didn't read that well, so I didn't deliver it well, but that, that was a good one. That was a good one. And very uh very current with what's going on. Here's Bidenomics explain. We've we've talked a lot about things. You see the rollback price there at Walmart was 368, <laughs> now 438. That's brilliant. That's that is that is actually pretty good. And and you could see KJP saying, "Well, you just got to wait and see." This is this is how, how Bidenomics This work.
3: was the duplicate. This one got sent twice. It got sent twice. Yeah. So
1: remember how remember Black Lives Matter, that group who raised a lot of money but did nothing for black people? But they certainly <laughs> certainly caused a lot of problems and a lot of uh, expenses for the insurance industry well they uh, this logo is BLM like you like you saw it's got the, the white letters and the black background but instead of black lives matters it's Biden loves miners which we know he does
3: we know <laughs> both you and Tom sent that to me so yeah. there you go okay yeah. and well, that,
1: it applies to both
3: Hunter and Joe yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely let's just say for the whole Biden family I mean why not yeah
1: 100 percent. 100%. Uh, remember Austin Powers? There's Does that make you horny, baby? Yeah. Yeah. There's three of them? Three huh? of them, I think? Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, I think. It's uh, some commentary here. Me, I would like to learn to do my taxes. Public school. Some men get periods. Um, that is... That's, that's, I mean, it's, it's, that's sadly where we are. I like this. this is a good one. Remember... remember, remember uh, this uh, this uh, this is the movie that everyone references now for wokeness, right? Because you got all this wokeness. All oh, you can't play that, you can't say that, you can't do that. And then we all go back to, well, I grew up watching Blazing Saddles. So this person put out this thing and says Blazing Saddles has just been edited for television. It will air tonight from eight o'clock to eight o seven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> because they've cut everything out of it. I mean, can, that movie. Couldn't could not be made today, no. I mean, not. I mean, not even like, not even the only thing y- you could do is is maybe pull off the western part. You can have a western movie ish, but as soon as you expand on your plot description and your pitch, and then we're gonna do this, no,
2: no, <laughs> there'll be so many rewrites to
1: that.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like in uh the Men in Tights was like a black sheriff like who worked in Blazing Saddles, you know. Mm-hmm. Like- <laughs>
1: Humor was, humor was just so much better back then. God, so much better. Watching frickin' airplane growing up and blazing saddles, all of that. Now it just sucks. Now it just... No, let's keep things happy. Let's not go downhill.
3: St- focus, true. Focus. Focus.
1: Okay, here's this. A baby's laughter is one of the most beautiful sounds you'll ever hear. And then you see that guy who responds... Xavier, unless it's 3 a.m., you're home alone and you don't have a baby. <laughs> Where's this
3: baby coming from? <laughs>
1: he, he, I, I don't know the thing behind this, but you'll see that face. I don't know if it's the same name every time, if it's actually him or if it's someone just doing it. But they will he always responds to stuff. But he, we had one a couple of weeks ago of, of his. That was funny. <laughs>
3: we'll have to follow him. See, yeah. you know, I don't see know. What's going I, don't even, He's a real I don't
1: even know where that's from. But uh, this one's not necessarily funny per se this is just true we've got a picture your borders your streets which is true your stores and your president under an umbrella at the beach i believe that is
3: a picture of like the gas stations in chicago i think is that right or or california i can't remember i think you could probably say that for any of them yeah yeah. philadelphia
1: (laughs) not good not good Oh, I saw this one. This, this, this was a, this was a Matt Couch uh, yeah, submission. I, that's right. I saw. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we've Come got on a Madonna. Ball <laughs> grabber. Come on, Madonna. Oh, shit. Not Pee Wee. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's dead. By the way, I don't know if you guys knew that. He's seventy, right? Dead. I don't know why that,
3: I yeah, say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> say it one more time in very...
1: The poor guy had cancer for six
8: years. <laughs> he, he did. He did.
3: I, you know what? I liked
1: Pee Wee Herman when it first came out, and then I decided I didn't like Pee Wee Herman. And then there was also lots of allegations about him doing some stuff that wasn't appropriate either, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he got
2: arrested for jerking off in a uh, adult movie theater in Sarasota.
1: Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Um. <clears throat> okay next one dear trans community we got lisa simpson i'm I'm actually proud that i remember her yeah name. i was gonna, i was like oh, i hope he knows her name dear trans community don't tell me i have to accept you for who you are when you couldn't accept yourself for who you were okay very serious but but true very good astute point lisa simpson Probably something Lisa would say too. And now uh, these next few are Tom's. I, <laughs> I can tell from
8: seeing
1: this one in preview over here that this is that this is Tom's. Tom, album do you, cover. Tom, do you want to set it
3: up?
2: Yeah, I saw this one because I, you know, people are talking about Mike Pence stabbing Donald Trump in the back because of uh, January 6th and just just Pence being an overall d bag and. I also like my heavy metal, and I also like Judas Priest, and I thought this was very appropriate. <laughs> Judas Pence. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Mike Pence would dress like Rob Halford, I might consider <laughs> voting for him. If this is how he, if this, if this was the clothes that he wore on a daily basis.
3: Yes, I mean it's not far fetched that one dude dressed like a woman wearing stilettos in the White House. I mean, come on, yeah. I man.
1: Uh, uh, stolen clothes that's a straight up blue oyster outfit right there from the bar in police academy oh yeah yeah totally um that's 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 what you wear there by the way everyone agrees everyone loved blazing saddles so good it was such a hilarious movie all right we got everyone agrees that it would not it would not air today not even 10 seconds of it we got what five left okay five left Let's get to it. So we got Jim, Jim Halpert from the office. This is a known Antifa member who was paid $70,000 for his Capitol riot video, of course, talking about John Sullivan, the, the douche up there on top. And then we at the bottom, the FBI says they have no proof of Antifa members dressed as Trump supporters and caused the Capitol riot on January 6th, 2021. <laughs> and of course, it's a picture again of John Sullivan. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Things are going so well. Things are going so well. Tom, um, is this one you too? This is mine. I'm a big fan of Milton
2: Friedman, and it, it's really not that funny. It's just more it it, uh, it expresses what I what I think of the government.
1: Okay. Milton says nothing is so permanent as a temporary government program. True that.
3: I, I, I like how Tom can go from, like, it's hilarious to just, oh, I'm just going to be straight with him. I'm a straight shooter now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, we need to take this serious now. Okay. All right. Yeah. I love By the it. way, Jay Wink said, "You love what?" So I said, "I love it." Oh, you yeah, love it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jay Wink said, "I'm pretty sure Pee Wee made lots of parents hit their children for that stupid voice. It was bad." <laughs> now, I, I, rem- I I'm I'm literally kind of ashamed that as a young child I, I I liked it because even like still young child I looked back at old child and like, I would have kicked your ass. Oh, yeah. For watching that
3: stupid shit. <laughs> now, I mean, that's the the you know the tequila song. You know, he made that. He you knew the dance on the bar. And that was fantastic in the I think it was from the movie. You remember that? Yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a guy. It uh, was. A, that's not his song. I mean, no, just, no, no yeah, 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 He just he yeah. you know he kind of like made it something yeah. else. No,
1: and, and again, I, as a <clears throat> stupid gay little kid, I thought that that was cool at the time.
3: There was one guy on Shame America's on Got that. Talent, and the fact that I know this actually kind of gets me upset, but there was a guy that decided to do karaoke on America's Got Talent to that song, and they had the screen up, and he panned face. He's like, deadpanned it the whole time. He's like, tequila, but the whole crowd is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they brought him to the next round, which I thought was dumb. But,
1: but, 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 here we go. <laughs> next one. We aren't allowed to know the White House co- culprit, the SCOTUS leaker. Epstein's clients or the identity of the January 6th bomber slash January 5th bomber. I wonder why that is. Yeah. That's just a fair. That's just that's not funny. It's just a straight up
3: fair question. All right. So I'm skipping this one. That's me. The last one. This okay. is the second to last. All right. one.
1: Okay. Sorry. I farted at your grandmother's funeral. And said, damn, it smells like someone died in here. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, I like that. This... Oh, you got to loosen the mood at, at funerals.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Celebration. Course. This last one I
2: went back and forth on, and I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to yeah. send it in. This is great.
1: So we've got a <laughs> – hold on. We've yeah, I won't – A family picture of the Obamas, okay? It looks like an Easter photo which, which or something. Which was the daughter who was a, a, a real slut and, and potentially slept with Hunter? Was that Mal- Malik Malia, whatever Malia. Malia? Malia, I think so. She's in there too, and their dogs. So we've got a family picture. <laughs> uh, no one talks about that enough, by the way. That and maybe that was maybe that was Photoshop, but we've seen it all enough that it demands some questions. Uh, you've got a fixed picture of the Obamas.
3: Dinner is served. As soon as the chef washes them, <laughs> that's great. Now, did you guys see the photos that came out like of this past weekend of Barry and Michelle kayaking, like in said pond? Was that in that same pond? I saw Michelle.
1: Whatever you want to call it, bro. She is jack. She's Jax. Yes. Bro, he, he's in the back like a little bitch, and she's just she's up there. And <laughs> nipples hard, just <laughs> Um Nipples hard. They were. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they, it was it was a cold day. <laughs> Or, I don't know, it's probably a good time to just remind you about Coin Club tomorrow. (laughs) No one's going to come now. Go to dbcoinclub.com. We'll be here Friday, tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. That's where you go. You go to dbcoinclub.com to watch, dbcoinclub.com to sign up. Please come join us. You get that. Annual members, you get a challenge coin sent your way. Sent out several more this week to folks. You get entered into contests. We've got a really exciting contest that we're going to tell you about soon. We're just buttoning up a couple last-minute details for it. But all that, booze and banter when it returns. So check it out, dbcoinclub.com. We'll see you there tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. got the post-show press conference now, followed by RVM Roundup with our boy Chad Caton. Have a great night. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.
0: And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. Sponsored by Colon Sport. The new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Colon Sport. Electrolyte replacement. In
4: one end and out the
0: other. It's new Colon Sport.
4: All right.
1: (sighs) Ran a little bit long there, but... um man we had a lot to cover today and then we had to get those memes in um but it was it was a fun episode man crazy stuff i'm telling you if there's one takeaway from today and then and then i'll get to some questions here pay attention to what's happening in africa pay attention to what's happening in syria and pay attention to what's going on with the expansion of BRICS. there's a lot of things that are super important happening in the world right now that aren't the biden investigation i'm not saying that's not important that aren't the Trump indictments obviously those two things are huge here at home but there's some things uh overseas that are happening that no one's paying attention to and it will bite you in the ass in the end. All right, we probably got time for maybe just a couple here today. Let's let's start over here. See see you know, it's Diego again.
3: Yeah. I, I wanted to you know come back to the uh Canada's Justin Trudeau's um the, the 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 PDA that we saw between him and his wife. I don't know if that was yeah. The okay. um that that head, you know, the 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 turn back was almost as bad as getting a chancla thrown at you by like your wife when you've done something wrong. But I just wanted like, do we have a number for Justin Trudeau's wife? I'd maybe like to call her and see if kind of she's available. Kind of cute, you know, huh? Yeah. See, sí,
1: yeah. Kind of cute. No, I don't. I don't have uh, the Canadian first lady's phone number. I don't know what kind of shop you think we're running here, uh, or what connections we have. But no, that was that was interesting for sure. She definitely. She whipped that head around uh, and got out of frame as as quick as possible as soon as um, those lips, those lips hit her and and left. That was that was that was an awkward scene. Uh, But again, you can imagine. I mean, you think of the places his lips have been uh, and what's been inside there and you wouldn't want them touching you either. Okay, let's get one last question. Good
2: afternoon, Drew, Benjamin Beam, Boston Pride Daily. Hey, Ben. Drew, I am so happy TGI Thursday. <laughs> do you have big plans for this weekend?
1: I do. I'm, I'm going to see George Strait this weekend. Oh, you know what they say. Ford never straight. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) so my question for
2: you, Drew, is I want to go to Africa and talk about all the turmoil that seems to be going on there and these weird little coalitions of countries. Um, But I've got a two part question. First part of my question is, have you ever heard of the city called Timbuktu? Yes. What country is that in? I don't remember. It's not in Niger, is it?
1: I don't remember. Because
2: I was looking at Airbnb and Timbuktu, and since you said there was I'm a truck— I'm pretty tra- sure it's
1: not in Niger. But I don't, I don't know. You shouldn't go to Niger right now. I'll tell you that, Ben. Yeah, they, everybody
2: seems to be sort of whipped up into a frenzy for some reason, and I can't really understand why. It was Other- two, yeah.
1: Uh, you, uh, the coup? It was a coup,
2: yeah. Oh, you know what they say, coup is your <laughs> They
1: don't say that. No one
2: says that. Yeah, uh, sure they do. You know, coups come and go, pass along. They just sort of happen, and the next thing you know, another one happens and somebody else is in charge. But my question to you, Drew, is when these coups do happen, why do the men who are in charge of the coups, why are they always in army uniforms?
1: that's just kind of the african way ben it's kind of the the warlord way right you come in you you're 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 a a tribal leader or some sort of a warlord leader and you decide hey i'm going to be in power here and i've got the wasta the clout the strength whatever term you want to use right now so i'm going to go in and take it i got more guns so i'm going to go take it and uh you've got a young captain there i think he he seems pretty young um who, who who just did that as well and and yes, things are, as to to go back to your words, worked up into a little bit of a frenzy. Uh, that's that's kind of the natural progression after a coup and a potential massive regional war there in, in Western Africa. Uh, but listen, uh, I'd love to keep this conversation going. But as you said, Ben, it is Thursday, TGIT. I don't even know how you'd say that. It's our Friday. It's our Friday. We appreciate you being here today. See you at Coin Club tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, dbcoinclub.com. If you can't make it, we'll miss you. Have a great weekend. Be safe, be smart, be free.
0: just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com. Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
9: when i met my husband chuck he was famous for doing things like this now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun and since we live on a ranch he's up at sunrise doing things like this isn't that right honey that's right he's stronger can work out longer keeps up on his ranch chores and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids.
5: I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s.
9: I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video.
0: Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is.